Saturday episode of the program. You can join the show if you want to bring up whatever is on your mind. You can do that here. Or you can talk about the stuff that we brought to the table. We have various different things that we think you might find interesting tonight. Here with you, it's Ian. And Mr. Jablomi, first name Haywood. I'll pass, but, uh, you know, there's probably somebody out there right it's, for you. It's the Reverend Captain Kickers. Uh, yeah, and we may have uh, Peakless Mountaineer coming up here in a little bit as well. I said he's having some car trouble, so uh, we'll see about that. The number here tonight is 603-283-6160. Already, there are callers on the line with well, something to say about something. Uh, so we'll get into that. And I did want to finish up the discussion we've been having over the past few days about so-called national divorce. And it just so happens, I didn't set this call up, but here he is. Alu Axelman is on the line here. <laughs> Wait, didn't this happen yesterday too? I don't know. Alu, did you know that we were going to talk about national divorce? Is that why you're calling tonight or was it something else? Oh, no, Brother Ian. This is Alu from the Commonwealth. <laughs> <laughs> what about the Uncommonwealth? I just want. I just um, two days behind, so I heard Ricky from Pennsylvania. He's nice, but he. I really don't understand at all what he is trying to say. He literally has said nothing in as much time on the radio. He's said nothing that makes a distinction between a commonwealth and a state. There's literally zero difference. They operate the same way with the government yeah. that is not representative yeah. of the people. And you know, oh, but it's by the people for the people. No, it's not. None of the states are representative of the people, nor could they ever be, as you guys understand. Indeed. Yeah, it's, uh, like you said, it's basically just two different words describing the the same thing. But the people that are raised there are probably told that it's something special, and so they just take that with them for the rest of their lives. One of the other states that calls themselves a commonwealth for no reason is Kentucky, and there is someone special from Kentucky. His name is Thomas Nasty, and I love him. And he, um, for a few years, has said... Uh, things on Twitter about secession, and when people give him crap for it, he doubles down. Mm. And Marjorie mm. Taylor Greene also has mentioned secession or national divorce a few times. I have an article I wrote like a year or two ago about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Thomas Massey mentioning a few times on Twitter that you know secession is something at least should, that should be considered viable. And he and then Thomas Massey commented back, um, "Hey, West Virginia did it. I'm just saying." So he's he's you know at least somewhat on board with at least discussing it so yeah i would love to chat for as long as you want about national divorce and marjorie taylor green and all that stuff well we talked last night uh for listeners just tuning in and the captain who wasn't here for it uh we actually some of it. we pulled up the marjorie taylor green thread where she just kind of uh opines on what she thinks a quote-unquote national divorce would look like i don't know if you've seen some of the things she's said Basically, it's it's her just talking about kind of like a red state fantasy land where, you know, they shove their uh, morals down people's throats and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, whatever, you know, f- forcing businesses to operate in certain ways. They think businesses should operate, but yet at the same time calling it liberty and uh, and freedom. Uh, but then, you know, a little bit later on, she actually further says that she thinks that the U.S. military should still exist and that somehow the federal government would still be involved in both the red states and the blue states, even though she says she wants it to be smaller uh, than it currently is. So it's not she's not real clear on the concept of what a uh, you know what an actual national divorce should look like. She seems to it seems like she just wants to have. And I think nobody put it uh, seemed to sum it up correctly that she seems to be advocating for a federalism kind of approach. 
uh, with us keeping the federal government around, and that's well, it, just garbage. It to sounds me. to me like she does what so many statists do, and they come up with an idea, and they think that it's great, and they don't throw it against anybody else or mm-hmm. have anybody else play devil's advocate and try and shoot holes in their theories or anything. And then they go and blab it to, you know, the networks, the news, whatever it is. And everybody, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. No, it's not. Because, well, she's not getting a know. lot of people saying it's a great I mean, there's some people saying it's a great idea, but there's a lot uh, of pushback by the people that want to uh, continue to have a fight forever with people that disagree with them. There's a lot of those types oh, yeah, on both. divide and conquer. That's on, been the way it, it's gone yeah. my entire life. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll have you are you familiar with this kind of fake yeah, national divorce that involves keeping I, I think, the federal government? Yeah, MTG, again, she's, I like her. She, she likes, she's good on liberty on a lot of issues, and she, she fights and she's hardcore. But she's so close, but she's, she's not getting it. She's saying national divorce means that red and blue kind of like separate. We nullify some federal laws that we conservatives don't like. And, you know, we just like separate a bit from blue states, and that's all. But we don't secede. And, you know, we'll shrink the federal government. And I keep telling people, I told someone else again today, the, the chances of the federal government shrinking at all in any way, pretty much, like to a meaningful level that she wants, is far less than the chance of an Ian Freeman, Alu Axelin presidency. So, like, that, that's yeah. the issue. Secession yeah. is more likely. And she's so close, she's saying national divorce, but secession mm-hmm. is, she needs to be clear about independence. That is what we need, as I explained in, in all my books and articles. And the other big thing I'm seeing on Twitter that's a big issue of people not understanding is, She's getting a lot of pushback, mostly from people saying, oh, so you want a civil war? Because, again, people, most people are not very smart, and they think that national divorce or independence means automatic civil war. Right. Obviously, they're not familiar with CACR 32. We had in New Hampshire last year a resolution that you know, would have been a constitutional amendment on the ballot that would have um, peacefully declared independence, and it said the word peaceful in there, uh, or peaceable declared independence. And you know, I explained in my books, Blueprint for Liberty, and Articles of Secession that everyone should pick up and read how it is very unlikely that peaceful separation would actually become violent. We're not going to be violent, right? You and me, Ian, no. Nicholas, you guys are, are uh, Captain, you guys are not violent people. Only and in self-defense. Yeah, the whole exactly. point of a national divorce is to avoid a civil war. Like, if we can peaceably agree to go separate ways from the people that we can no longer stand to uh, fight over control with then we can avoid any of this bloodshed. Right. Divorce yeah, is a quote-unquote civil option as opposed to killing the man that's right. been abusing you uh, this whole time, right? right? Like if you're in an abusive marriage, for instance. Exactly. So when people say, oh, so you're calling for war, or peaceful separation is automatic war, like the Civil War 160 years ago, ask them, who is going to launch the first strike? It won't be New Hampshire. Will it be D.C.? And then you put them in such a bad corner where they have to say, no, you're that admit that we're wrong, or they'll say, yes, if you leave, D.C. will kill you, as they should. They should kill you if you leave your spouse. Um, so I think that's a good argument. It's make them, you know, make them admit that they want and think D.C. will fire the first shot, which would be bad, but also remind them of something called no-fault unilateral divorce, which the entire developed world for the last you know, decades or centuries has. Yeah. And well, it just explains to them what no-fault unilateral divorce means. It only takes one party to leave. Well, one of the things that illustrates it pretty clearly is that you have to ask them, okay, which of these do you think will happen? Do you believe that the left will stop trying to take the guns away? Or do you believe that the right will let them take the guns away? Because, I mean, this has always been a tension and it keeps getting closer and closer to that line because that has always been something that every conservative is, oh, well, when they come for the guns, that's, that's when it. we... Yeah, that has always been their line. 
And continually, there has been a little bit further and a little bit further. Oh, now there's red flag laws. Now there's this. So you, if you believe that we can stay together and not have a civil war, you must believe that either the people on the left will stop trying to take the guns away mm-hmm. or that the people on the right will allow them to take the guns away. Right. And a few really big issues in that area is that a big majority, I think it's decreasing, which is good, but a big majority of conservatives and gun owners in general love the police and worship judges, and, and that's mm-hmm. a big issue of pushing back. But now, now they finally are. One of the biggest guys, um, Iraq veteran 8888, is um, one of the biggest gun channels on YouTube for, for the last decade. He's been number one or two or three biggest in the world. Um, and he was, I thought he was on the side of you know police and stuff, but over the last year or two, he's been pretty good against the government saying, you know, um, the police are not there to protect you, really, and and, you know, if they come to take my guns, I'm going to have to defend myself. So I think he's actually broken the other way, which is really good. And a lot of conservatives are finally willing to at least acknowledge that if police come to take your guns, they're no longer your friend. So that's really, really good. Um, and the, the other big issue is that they think the courts will save them, like with the Supreme Court ruling on uh, Bruin versus New York, I believe. They think the Supreme Court will save them, which, again, I explained in articles like three or four years ago on Liberty Block how the courts 100% cannot save the Second Amendment. It's so ridiculous to think that. It's just absolute nothing. It's, it's BS. I explained that in an article, how the courts definitely won't save us. Yeah, we've had uh, Matt Roach, who's on our Thursday night show pretty regularly. He pays close attention to various things going on in the gun freedom world, yep. especially uh, active court cases and things like that. And he's been, like like you're saying, really optimistic surrounding uh, Supreme Court and what it could possibly do for gun rights and I, I tend to agree with you Alu I'm pretty pessimistic about it but even if even if the Supreme Court throws gun owners a bone uh, that doesn't mean that the federal government isn't going to continue to become a tyrann you know the more yeah. tyrannical the more uh, oppressive uh, police state empire that it has always been becoming that is not going to slow it down one bit. Uh, even if they don't take people's guns away, they've they've shown very clearly that it doesn't matter that people have gun freedom; they'll still do whatever it is they're told to do by the government agencies. Yeah, that's, well, that's my line: is when the the people who wear these costumes, these badges, these uniforms, whether they're military, national guard, I don't, maybe they work for the parks department. I don't mm-hmm. care. Government employees at all levels, especially the armed ones, when they say no. When they just stop and they, they no, I'm d- no more of this. When this they is, refuse to enforce, yes, mm-hmm. yeah. When we start seeing resistance from those people, still waiting that's, for that. That's well, when I. That's that's where I will well, say, okay, it's on. This is the you line. Know? This has always been the line. Talk to any conservative; they will tell you, no, this is the line that they will not allow to be crossed. Is when they come to take the guns. Now they've, for better or for worse, the left are ha, ha, sorry, the right has spent a couple of years now saying, okay, this is an illegitimate president. This is an illegitimate uh, um, administration. So. Now, that is just on the whole, like, the, the wibbly-wobbly what happened with the vote, which, let's face it, there is a lot of unknowns about that whole process. But they've gotten used to saying, this is not a legitimate president, this is not a legitimate administration. Well, it's not even a legitimate way to treat human beings. That's, well, well, no that's government the real is truth. legitimate. That's, that's what right? I'm saying. And so, yeah. when as people come to this conclusion... And you know that's what we're here trying to 
make happen. That's what I'm here trying to make happen is like, hey, everybody, listen the F up. This is a horrible way to treat humanity. Mm -hmm. This is an antique, barbaric way for human beings to organize and get anything done, and it needs to go away now. Well, well, but wait a minute. Calling this not legitimate or calling Biden's administration not legitimate is just posturing for the next election. It doesn't actually mean anything unless you actually— politicians do it, sure. But when the voters do it, they are actually— they are losing faith in this scam. Now, yeah, but are they paying taxes? Because they, they fear what will happen yeah. if they do not. Well, okay. I mean, look at what happens to the people who especially tell people that they don't pay taxes. Now, the thing is, this is just on that little foggy, you know, data set, right? Now, when certain judges and certain uh, police actually start coming for their guns, which they have always said that's the line, when some of them, and and some of them are going to refuse, like they will, oh, I lost the paperwork. I I have zero confidence in that right now. Some are going to do it, some aren't going to do it. And the ones that do will not be, they won't have that sort of veil of numinous, uh, uh, the rules don't apply to you because, oh, nope, you've betrayed our country. You are Benedict Arnold and no longer a judge or police officer. Well, they're not coming for their guns. Uh, there's no indicator that that's actually going to happen. There actually yeah. was a Supreme Court case, was it last year, I think, uh, where they essentially backed up gun ownership and they overturned a lot of gun prohibitions in places like New York and, and California. So that's what's got a lot of the gun people riding high, saying the Supreme Court is is on their side. They're going to keep this this momentum going. Uh, America's going to have more gun freedom in the next couple years, despite the Biden administration. There's a lot of optimism well. surrounding that. But there's not a lot of optimism in a lot of other areas, like, for instance, uh, government education or uh, woke stuff being crammed down people's throats. So yeah, and it's a shame they only have one line. But yeah. if the left continues to control the executive administration, then eventually they will just pack the Supreme Court with more judges. Yeah, they could Sooner do Sooner or later, they'll go, you know... We just don't have enough Supreme Court judges. That's why they keep defeating what is obviously just common sense. So uh, if they continue to defy their orders, they will be taken out. Good, Alu. That would be one of the best things. I, I am cheering on the packing of the Supreme Court. I, I thought it was going to happen already. I think it's very close, actually, because that, again, will will do so much damage to the legitimacy of, of the whole government. And I know mm-hmm. we spoke about the, the election, the partisanship, Trump really won Biden, but I think overall— the legitimacy in the entire federal government, institutions, the FBI, even Bongino, he's usually a cheerleader. He says the FBI is totally corrupt and, and should be abolished because it can't be saved. So mm-hmm. a lot of institutions, the FBI, Congress, ATF, IRS, a lot of conservatives are calling for it to be abolished. And they do mm-hmm. think that a large part of the government is illegitimate. And packing the Supreme Court, the judiciary is one of the last bastions of legitimacy, I think, to, to some sadists. But once they pack the Supreme Court, which I hope they do for like another you know, 15, 17 judges, that would, again, put another 5, 10, 20 million conservatives on our side saying, you know what, I give up, D.C.'s gone forever, and let's secede. So I, I hope they do it. I, I think they will. It's hard to say, but I think there's a decent chance in the next year or two, maybe before um, a 2024 Republican administration comes in, Biden packs the Supreme Court. I hope he does. I hope they make D.C. and Puerto Rico state four more very Democrat senators. That would be amazing. It would make another few million conservatives give up. And once a few more million conservatives give up and some more secession, it's going to happen. Texas, New Hampshire, maybe Florida, maybe some other states, they're going to secede. So it's inevitable. I appreciate the uh, the optimism. I also tend to believe that it's inevitable whether or not it has anything to do with 
you know, the conservatives uh, in D.C. leading the charge, I suspect we're going to see it more from a grassroots. It could uh, happen uh, from a financial event as well, you know, the crashing of the dollar. Well, the like federal that. government could just crumble. I mean, there is that possibility, and a lot of people have been predicting that for a while. But and, less- and, and one of the things that we are seeing happening because of the left-right factionalization is that conservatives are starting to make a distinction between federal police, which is the FBI, mm-hmm. and like their local and state police. So they, yeah, they're still back the blue on a local level, which is unfortunate, but they at least see that, oh, well, the FBI aren't actually trustworthy. Because they raided Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's an article at theweek.com that we looked at last night, but there's like the final section here that I wanted to share, and it's good that we have you here, Alu, to, uh, to look at this. The, the final question here is, is national divorce even legal? And they claim that not according to U.S. law, Secession falls under seditious conspiracy, and then they actually cite Title 18, Section 2384 of the U.S. Code, which says that, quote, if two or more persons in any state or territory or in any place subject to the jurisdiction of the United States conspire to overthrow, put down, or to destroy by force the government of the United States, they shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both. No one, not even Marjorie Taylor Greene, is talking about an overthrow of the U.S. government right. here or, or putting force. it down by force. Right. So why? Yeah, how, a few things I have to say about that right away is, is, number one, I don't care about the law. Number two, we're not violent, and everyone knows we're peaceful. You know, we had the amendment. Um, we're totally peaceful. Number three, we had the ballot law commission, the secretary of state and attorney general. They were all there. They all said, you know, we, we were all there in Concord a few months ago. They said, absolutely, independence in and of itself is not sedition or treason right. or insurrection. So, you know, we have so many reasons. But again, if, if they say it's illegal, it's like your partner who's abusing you saying, you can't leave. I forbid you. It does, that's so immaterial. It doesn't matter. In fact, that's even more of a reason to leave him if he says you can't leave or I'll kill you. Great, yeah, it, great analogy. It, it bears repeating that on the international level, which is what this would like, people tend to see international bodies as superior to national bodies. So, okay, well, it is an international law that when you decide to peacefully leave a federation, you're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. And on the federal level, if the Supreme Court says that it's okay, then it gets done. They're the ones that have final say into the constitutionality of any legal action. Well, that's the problem, as they point out here in this article, is that there's an 1869 Supreme Court ruling called Texas v. White, mm-hmm. where they claim that it was not okay right. and to the, secede. The Supreme Court overrules its previous rulings all of the time. That I is mean, true. Didn't we just see them overrule Roe v. Wade? Right, yeah, and that, that just proves that these are just opinions, right? Exactly. So it's just the opinion. But again, the, the Supreme court. court is only there to interpret the Constitution, and the Constitution says pretty clearly in Article 1, Section 10, states can secede. So again, I don't need the judges to interpret it. I can read English, thank you, and Article 1, Section 10 says they can secede. It, it doesn't use that language, kind of- uh, but it, it doesn't prohibit the states from seceding. It mm-hmm. does you know, there's a certain list of things that states can't do under the Constitution, and secession is not one of those things. So since con- the Constitution doesn't address the question of secession, uh, therefore it is left to the states to decide, meaning individuals, the individual states can decide to leave the thing that they joined. Well, and doesn't uh, New Hampshire specifically have something in the Constitution that allows New Hampshire to decide uh, when it can succeed or yeah, if it there's can uh, Article 10, uh, which is the right to revolution. And doesn't that predate the U.S. It Constitution? Yeah, it does. Yeah. So I don't see a problem. No, I, I don't either. And Texas v. White wasn't specifically a case about secession, if I recall correctly. It was more about 
some sort of money issue, and I'm sorry I don't have the uh, the mm-hmm. details on the case in front of me, but it it really wasn't the question of whether or not Texas could secede, but one particular judge, I guess, went off, uh, who happened to be appointed by Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, so, and also, and I'm sure you've heard, Alu, the Texas nationalist movement is in a in the midst of a lawsuit that they believe could possibly overturn Texas v. White. Have you heard about that? Yes, I heard about it. I spoke to Daniel for a while, a few weeks ago, about um, submitting amicus briefs, which I, I didn't get a chance to help with because I've been overwhelmed. But yeah, they're suing uh, Facebook, I believe. And it's going to be very interesting lawsuit about pretty much, I think, the, the basics is Facebook was suppressing them on, on Facebook, their posts or advertisements or something, saying that we can't support illegal activity and supporting secession is illegal. And they are suing based on that grounds and, and Pretty much Facebook kind of opened up that can of worms, right. legally speaking, to make that one of the issues of the case. But instead of saying um, something else, they're saying we're suppressing you, among other reasons, because you're advocating breaking the law. And that's, you know, in Section 230 or in our policies or whatever, we can do that because you're breaking the law. And they're saying, well, secession's not. And now they made that one of the, the arguments of the case. So now that is one of the, the points of law that I think the case will address, which is interesting. And they're hoping – and it's in, in federal court, and they're hoping it can move up to the federal – appeals or Supreme Court and, and maybe overturn Texas v. White in that sense. So that's very interesting. Yeah, that's definitely a case to keep an eye on. And I'm sure we're going to hear updates as uh, as it develops, as we're pretty close to the, the folks over there at the Texas nationalist movement. Uh, Alu, any other thoughts tonight on this, you know, hubbub going on? I mean, the, the nice thing about this is, is as much as Marjorie Taylor Greene might be getting it wrong, she is at the very least having people talk about the issue of so-called national divorce, and that I think is still a beneficial thing. Yeah, I think the more we can popularize just the word secession mm. to get people thinking about it, you should know, we though should, well. should we be using the word secession? Some people say it's a bad word. Yeah, that one it, it's it, it I, does I, it, it does cause people to think of a lot of terrible things. Whereas national divorce, I mean, the nice thing about it is that you you see how it's peaceful and voluntary. What do you think, Alu? Yeah, my dad loves peaceful separation mm. and national divorce. I like I like all of them. A peaceful separation is great. It's a bit long though. I like succession. I like independence. Um, but yeah, I've written about this in a lot of books. And check out my friend Tom Kemp's book, Federalism Reimagined. He also discusses an interesting kind of national divorce. Thanks, Alu. Alu's there from the Liberty Block over at LibertyBlock.com. Appreciate the call tonight. Phones are open. If you want to join the show, maybe you're new to the idea of national divorce. Maybe you just came across this within the last week or two, and you've got questions. If you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us here as well. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of... Where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on, joined the Free State Project, and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because... I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com.
It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here, and you can bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. National divorce. Uh, we've been covering it over yep. please, the last few days. I mean, any excuse to talk about this issue, uh, I think it's the most important one of our time to get out from underneath the evil federal government. And I'm not just talking about uh, the one run by the Biden administration. I don't care who it is. Bush, Clinton, uh, Obama, Trump, whoever the top criminal is in the White House, whoever the top gang leader is, I don't want to have anything to do with them. I do not want to live underneath these people's rule, and I never have. So and it's it's refreshing that other people are now talking about this. And whether they're getting the message exactly right or not, you can expect that things are going to be uh, perverted to some extent because the idea of secession, of peaceful independence, that which we have advocated for for many years here on Free Talk Live, you know when it gets all the way up to the top, to like this Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance, who's mm-hmm. been promoting so-called national divorce, it's going to get bastardized. It's going to be misappropriated. Uh, it's going to be miscommunicated. And already, indeed, she's been talking about, well, we could just separate red and blue states and well, keep the federal it, government It could around. be their attempt to uh, co-opt the terminology as well. Like, right. We saw that happen with uh, Awaken. Everybody's waking up, mm-hmm. right? And that was definitely a reference to like the libertarian movement of the free thought of independence, anarchist thought, you know, sort of getting more of a foothold thanks to mm-hmm. the internet and all that kind of thing. And so all of a sudden woke comes out of that, mm-hmm. right? And that was co-opted simply because people started talking about using the terminology that was already surrounding libertarianism movements, freak thought or freedom movements, mm-hmm. and and talking about it in a way that reflected their ideals. And that's where woke came from. Yep. So this could be that same sort of a ploy. Well, and when was the last time you uh, saw any kind of a politician on that level know what they were talking about? Yeah. Seriously, they never know what they're talking about on any subject ever. So, of course, when she's talking about this, she doesn't know what she's talking about. But the fact is she's bringing it up. And look, we have two options. Either we can get to a point where we never discussed a peaceful solution and now we're fighting, or we can discuss peaceful solutions and avoid the fighting. Yeah. Yeah, and you know whether it's a uh, something she's doing on purpose, like purposely misrepresenting what this is, or that she's just ignorant, and that she just sees that there is actually an, an audience for this, right? Because a politician isn't going to jump out in front of an empty parade, right? right? Like politicians want to jump out in front of a parade full of people because mm-hmm. they want to they want people to think oh yeah hey she's great okay i'll support this lady right. uh so she perceives the idea of some sort of independence or national divorce or whatever terminology secession she sees that as being a potentially winning issue and that's really the i think a big takeaway from this because that she feels this high level national level politician feels comfortable enough to go out on the potential limb here mm-hmm. of uh, supporting this idea uh, I think there's something there to that, and the fact is there's a lot of news corporations, of course, now that are coming out and attacking her over this. There's a, a lot of pushback even within the conservative uh, community, so this has started a discussion, Yes, and, and, and that's worth something. We're going to go to your phone calls here, and then there's a little bit more here from the Week article where they're asking the question, is this even legal? Uh, to secede from the United States. But first up, caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What is your name? Uh, Hi, I'm Van. Van, where are you calling from? 
uh, South Carolina. Welcome, sir. You're on the air. All right. Yeah, uh, I heard of that lady, Miss Green, or whatever, talking this stuff, and uh, I- I'm all for it. But I'm nice. also, you know, uh, uh, you guys want this peaceful solution. But I've gone up against the government before, and it didn't go well, man. <laughs> really? And uh, I would, and I just, I, I, they're not gonna. <laughs> I just be realistic, man. They're not gonna like this, you know. Uh, these people are all about power. They don't care. And uh, like you said, they got all. I mean, there's guns out there, but they got the big ones, man. And I'm just worried that, uh, you know, it, it's a great idea, but. People are going to get hurt, man. What do you think they're going to do? I mean, this if this is popular enough, you have to remember, there's going to need to be some significant support for this. You're not going to get Texas isn't going to secede with 30% support. It's got to be 70%, right? So yeah. they, what do you think they're going to do to 70% of Texans? I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, they're they're going to try something, okay? They, they got all these prisons they built 30 years ago. They're half empty. They're going to start throwing people in them. I've you know, never heard of half-empty prisons in oh, the United States. I think States. they might be talking about the FEMA camps. Back in the 90s, remember? You're and, talking and, about and, the, FEMA, the FEMA camps? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, and, okay. uh, yeah, and in D.C. There's so a I lot of Texans, man. I, I know, but I'm just worried that, uh, you know, I, I, you know I, I got grandkids. They're, they're hitting teenage years, and they're going to see this stuff, man. Mm-hmm. And so I, the tyranny should think, continue because you have grandkids. No, I'm not saying it should continue. The peaceful solution is so easy, but us human beings are, you know, I don't know, these power-hungry, tripping-out politicians, you know, I don't know. What you guys are talking about is so important. And yeah, but but remember, man, they're gonna fight. That they're, they're not gonna be nonviolent about it. Oh, they are violent. That's, that's a fact. Yeah, that's well, a fact. So now the thing All is, right, guys, keep, we, keep keep fighting, waving the peace flag, and uh, go for it, man. I love what y'all do. Have thanks, man. Evening. Thanks for the call tonight. Bye-bye. Go ahead. Yeah. So the thing is, what we do have is optics. So yeah, they are absolutely willing to be as violent as necessary or useful anytime they want to, but. They don't like to look bad. They don't yeah. like to look, especially to the international community, like they're an incredibly oppressive regime. Well, you start I mean, they looking... don't seem to mind throwing their military around the rest of the oh, planet. Oh, no, no, not to everyone else. They're fine with that, but to their own people. Because once you start looking like your North Korea to your trade partners, yeah. then they start, you know, mumbling amongst themselves about maybe finding other ways to get those things. Right, and that's why they, uh, when they talk about, like, raising taxes, they always say, oh, we're only going to do it on the people that make over four hundred thousand dollars, we don't—we're not going to raise taxes right. on the rest like, of you like guys. Like the uh, the IRS agents that they hired are only going to go after billionaires too, and yet more and more people who uh, you know are right around the poverty level of income uh, are getting audited than ever sure, before. Sure, that's the reality of it. You're absolutely right. They are still targeting poor people way more often than anybody else, yeah. as far as the IRS and audits and things like that. That's the reality. But what they say is different, right? So like they they okay. pretend as though well, well, you we know Americans, you guys are taxed enough, right? So there's this this uh narrative where they're acting like we can't push this any further. And to some extent they know they can only push it so far or at least so far so fast. You can't just take a tax rate from 40% to 90% overnight. People are going to not be okay with that. Mm-hmm. So uh, and, and I, mind you, this is one. This is one of the reasons that when people are like, "Well, if you don't like it, you can leave," is not a real argument. Because if I leave, they will treat me much worse than they treat me now. 
Because right now, they will look bad if they do certain things to me. Yeah. What's worrisome to me is there have been a few, uh, we'll say, large events that, uh, while tyrannical in the events themselves, uh, have had me hoping, like, okay, finally people are going to wake up and realize that this way of organizing people, these thugs and these tyrants and these parasites are all just taking advantage of everybody, and people will, will finally be sick of it. Uh, 9-11 was one of those, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 20 and years then, later. And then and, and everybody just sort of forgot about that. Now it's a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Kids say, like, oh, mom, dad, stop complaining about 9-11. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I was, I was right? shocked that no one was up in arms about the Patriot Act. The, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the next uh, event uh, that happened recently, of course, was them locking everybody in their homes mm-hmm. under the guise of COVID. Yeah. Now that's fresh in everybody's freaking minds, so hopefully... People realize they don't need to build more prisons. They could just lock you in your homes. Mm, They've already done it. They'll do it again. Mm -hmm. This was a trial run. Worse is yet to come unless you wake the F up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, of course, the big objection, which we just heard from that last caller, is fear. Right, The fear that the feds are going to get crazy, they're going to drop bombs, they're they, going to roll they in tanks. Are. They already are getting crazy. They already they're are already filling bombs. prisons. They're yeah. already disappearing people. They, yeah, I they mean, dropped oh my a pretty gosh. big bomb on uh, East Palestine now, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They're, they're less afraid to declare their own personal independence than they are to allow the tyranny to continue to grow and persecute everybody. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you care about your grandchildren... Then you should Stand be supporting. The F up. Yeah, you should be supporting peaceful independence because if enough people are behind this, it is an idea that cannot be stopped. Right? right? Like you can watch uh, V for Vendetta, and they talk about the power of ideas. It's a great movie. Uh, ideas cannot be stopped. We're to the point in the world where so many people are connected. There are still. A- couple billion people that don't have internet access but in most of the developed world we have the entire knowledge of humanity at our fingertips there are so many different ways to get information now it's almost uh, you know too much in in many cases information and this is ultimately not a problem this is a good thing it's allowed people to come together in a way that they never have before that's the reason why the three of us are here in the studio tonight because the free state project which is this movement that began on the internet 20 years ago yep. and it has blossomed into this amazing thing to where uh you know we're seeing more people moving there's at least three people that i know of who are moving into new hampshire this weekend uh we had one of them in the studio last night so yeah. there's 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 really something to the uh free flow of information that is going to make a good idea like independence unstoppable yeah. When the when the time comes mm-hmm. for it, they can threaten. They can talk about their tanks and their bombs and their F-15s. I think Bi- uh, Biden was saying that he's got F-15s and you don't, basically. Right, so yeah. what are you going to do? Well, look, are you going to bomb 20 million people or 26 million people in Texas when they say they've had enough and they're saying goodbye? Mm-hmm. Is that what their solution is going to be? Because, like, like you said, that's not going to look very good right. when they do yeah, that. And, and this is one of those myths that, like, that. oh, well, just talking about this doesn't matter. Now, hold on. Let's look at what these people do. Look at what they invest their time and energy and especially money in doing. They like to cut us off from information. They like to control the narrative. Now, why would they bother if it wasn't 
wasn't important what you think. No, it is all important what we think and what we are talking about and what we believe. Now, as long as we believe that they are uh, moral superiors in this way that can just reverse the rules and now killing is good, as long as we believe that and we respond to them as if they're like that, then they have a minimum investment of force to get what they want. Mm -hmm. But the less and less that we believe that is the case, the more they have to bother and the less they get out of it. Yeah, people have to be convinced to go along mostly voluntarily. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's continue, though. We got Chuck on the line in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live, Chuck. Yeah, thank you for taking my call. I've been uh, really considering a lot of angles ever since the, uh, wow, that fast mover that you had two callers ago. He has said a lot of things, but he was talking so fast. I forgot. I mean, man. Oh, man. That's all you. <laughs> yeah. He's from New York. He's one of they a do kind, that, Ben. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, just, I, I was like, and then I started thinking about that. I was like, I'm calling from the West Coast, brother. You got to slow it down a couple of notches. Yes, bring it down. Yeah, just and just bit. go grab the replay uh, over at archives. <laughs> that free talk Put, it on, five. Put it on half speed. You'll be all right. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Uh, if I want him to slow down, I just go to libertyblock.com, and then I can read him at my own pace. There you go. There you go. Well, what about it, Chuck? So, I mean, uh, comments? Yeah, so uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, national divorce. Uh, I, uh, I think, look. I'm in the camp that you guys are in as far as uh, that. I mean, I think anybody who is really like a fan of the show kind of like knows what's up. You know, the United States has a shelf life and I hate to say it. I don't try to intend to become uh, an enemy of the state when I talk about the realities of life here, but... Uh, oh, don't worry, they'll make everything. that decision for you. <laughs> right. No, I've, well, uh, so uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene obviously has, too. I mean, she wants to code... Uh, this is what I don't understand about her. I mean, I, I applaud her if she, if her intention is to really get the whole idea uh, on the front burner of Americans' minds about the possibility of not being in the United States anymore and having it be like uh, the Free State Project or Cascadia or the Republic, the Democratic Republic of Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I you know, it, maybe she is like the crazy aunt of America right now that's telling the uh, family, you just think. You know, you just enjoy yourself right now because in a couple of years, it ain't going to be there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, maybe. So you support I mean, the idea it, it, of breaking up then, breaking up the, the United States? No, I don't. Why not? I, I Because, well, I think I, I don't support it because I, I, don't, I don't like war. I don't like it. I've been to war zones. Well, and, then shouldn't uh, you I've support already... breaking up the United States because they are a warring nation that has an Wait literal empire? It's going to do it itself. It doesn't need my help, but I don't think it needs the help of Marjorie Taylor Greene either. Why and wait? You said, Why wait Ian, for the Ian, crash? Ian, Ian, you said something that uh, that nailed it. This is going to happen with the, the grassroots. And you mean you don't like yeah. war in your backyard? It's oh well I I live in uh on the, along the Columbia River and I'm already seeing an uptick of uh uh you know de- uh, Department of Defense exercises going along the whole lines of 
posturing toward what's going to happen in the Pacific. So I don't expect this whole show. This is going to be a big one. Well, and and, and, and what, look, do you think that, talk- do you think that there is a way that we're going to just stay together forever? Obviously not. Like you said, there's a shelf life. Okay, so we're going to split up one way or another. Now we can either right. do, do this peacefully gonna, or not peacefully. Yeah. peacefully What's your plan? Or, peacefully or, no, and no, intentionally. No, 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 no. I yeah. don't think. I, I, I think it's going to have to do not something along <laughs> the lines of what Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to have the red states and the blue states, and then the but the military be together and fight. Oh, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But, I, I don't want to see that vision I, I, come to reality I mean, so either. For, for one but, thing, uh, there is no chance well, that New Hampshire is going with either side of that kind of a, a, of a divorce. And here's the thing. Well, then, as soon as you as soon as you crack the seal on this, like you've opened this up, the states are going to figure out who's going with who. I don't think that Idaho and Texas are going to be in the same thing. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I, know that, I know for a fact New Hampshire is not going to be on the red state side or the blue state Not if we can side. get more libertarians to move here before this happens. Yeah, there's no chance of that happening. And yeah, look, there's there's all these groups that do want to be together and all these groups that don't want to be together. We'll figure it out. Well, and, and we should figure it out now rather than waiting for it all right. to crack up and right. break apart due to economics. Why not get in front of the ball for the first time yeah. in the all of history, right? Get in front of the ball, do it intentionally, plan out for you know any of the possible scenarios at the outcome so you're prepared for the worst possible case scenarios yeah. if they play out. And if not, far out, solid, and right on, you've just done the first successful, peaceful secession from an empire in all of Earth's history. A long yeah. time. Thank yeah, you, Chuck, we, for the call. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, what we don't want to do is what happened to USSR, where all of a sudden, okay, well, right. this broke up, and now who's got what, and there's all this chaos, and where mm-hmm. did those nukes go? I don't know. Right. Instead of being <laughs> reactionary to, like, the dollar crashing or the government yeah. failing, right, be proactive. Get out in front of it. Get out in front yeah. of it. Let's do this thing the right way and peacefully. Look, New Hampshire, and I forgot who pointed this out. I think it was Neil Connor from the Foundation for New Hampshire. New Hampshire independence. New Hampshire was the first to, to declare independence from the king, and New Hampshire should be the first again to declare independence from the United I States. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's continue here. David is on the line in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, David. Hey, I love the conversation tonight and that last caller talking about the United States having a shelf life. The first thing that it made me think of is that the United States is like spoiled milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time. Like, yeah, spit that crap that out. The, that's the first thing I thought. And I'm like, oh, that'd be good to throw away. Get Somebody didn't fridge. sniff it after they opened it before they put it in their coffee. <laughs> we don't need that anymore. Yeah, the U.S. But, government definitely fails the sniff test. There's no doubt. I mean, it's absolutely rotten to the core, and there's no fixing it. I think that's an important thing that people need to start realizing. Well beyond fixing. Yeah, yeah. far oh, beyond yeah, in our lifetime. There is definitely no fixing it. Uh, David, any um, uh, is there any talk about independence down there in Georgia where you live? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Eventually, I mean, and this will this will take some time because I just bought a house. Mm-hmm. But eventually, right. I'm seriously thinking about moving to New Hampshire. Come on up. Gotcha. Well, the South may rise again either either way. But uh, anything else you want to comment on tonight? No, that's it. All right, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate well, it's, it. It's worth getting up here, man. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. And, you know, doing it sooner rather than later is probably a good plan. Uh, we need more people. The reality is we do have a few thousand folks who've moved up here as part of the Free State Project. 
Uh, we're making a big impact. There's no other libertarian migration out there. There's no other libertarian party or anything like that that has a fraction of the impact that the activists here in New Hampshire do. But we could have 10 times the impact if we had you know, two or three times the movers. I honestly mm-hmm. think that we don't need 10 times the movers for 10 times the impact because we've had a tremendous impact on the system here with just a couple oh, yeah. thousand people. Yep. Yeah. And you got to think about like, Okay, when the British Empire broke up, like there was tremendous chaos over a very short period of time, and suddenly the world was nothing like what it had been. Now, in the modern world, things happen much, 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 much quicker. Mm -hmm. So if this guy's on like, well, it's an eventually I'll get up there, it's like, okay, well, 10, 20 years from now, there will be nothing that you recognize about this world. Mm -hmm. So you may as well get on the ball when you can, get up here while things are like relatively even keel and things aren't just shifting left and right. Let's continue here. We have Sydney in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live on the live Saturday show. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Yes, um, loving the show so far tonight. And I want to second what David said. Um, I'm also seriously looking into moving new, to uh, New Hampshire. But one thing that I've had a big problem with is that there's really nothing for sale. So David mentioned that he just bought a house. That's great. Mm, yeah. Built some equity. When well, people are ready to move, I mean, the caller, uh, Rob from Vermont, he called in, said that there's like a 1,000 properties for sale in New Hampshire. And the average price is around three hundred thousand. So yeah, a, I, I guess a couple of things is, about that. Uh, yes, yeah, the market is very slim now compared to three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a house about three years ago, and uh, you know, my taxes doubled just doubled, and the yeah. price, du- you know, all that kind of thing. So yes, uh, there is uh, a, a very slim real estate market here. However, that being said, if you look, uh, you know, I recommend you look at a couple of different real estate sites and Craigslist every day for, I don't know, 10 minutes if you can spend it, uh, and just check and look. These deals come up, they just go quick, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for something that is budget-friendly, they do come up, they still come up. There's plenty of people here still looking to cash in on the bump that happened over the last three years when they bought their house for like 30 grand and now it's selling for 300 or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, right? Uh, but I recommend you do those things, uh, and you will find a deal. Now, the other thing you can do is what a lot of other folks do. Come up here and rent. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, there's still rentals available. Yeah, plenty of them available. Or uh, budget-friendly people, you can find uh, condos, condexes, which is something I never heard of until I moved here, which is kind of like a condo association, but it's a series of duplexes huh. that are huh. together, townhouse style sometimes. Okay. Sometimes they're flat. It depends. Condex. But, yeah, it's a term I never heard of until I moved here. But there's there's all sorts of alternative housings that you can find if you want to just get your foot in the door. If you're serious about coming, the real estate market is not preventing you. Yeah, you'll make a way, right? Like the universe will open up uh, a path for you if it is your intention to come here, uh, whether it be showing you an immediate deal on buying a house or at the very least giving you a way to get into a rental, and then you can kind of look around, you can take your time, you can get a real feel for what it's actually like to be in different cities and things like that. That's probably the most common way that people come up here is they'll they'll rent in like yeah. Manchester or Concord or Nashua, some of the more populated cities, and then they'll use that as their base to kind of uh, just start exploring around the state. Yeah, I rented for a year, yeah, bought a house a year later, bam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been looking for years, actually, um, and I actually went up to New Hampshire twice just to scope out and scheduled a bunch of real estate look, uh, viewings, and I guess I just found that it, it just seemed like a real challenge, and maybe for a lot of people out there, it it could be made easier, possibly, that there could be a service there, uh, but um, I guess, 
Porcupine real estate, man. Very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Porcupine real estate. I checked it out. You know, many times. That's pretty much my go-to. Wondering if there's like signs where a lot of the properties get sold privately, maybe, and they're not on the list. There's some of that. You yeah, then that that's one of those things where if you're actually physically here, you will see things like that, like rentals that aren't on some website that are just somebody threw a sign up in front of their house, room for rent, uh, or you know, houses that are for sale by owner. Those those do come up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I will uh, say that Craigslist, I think, was my best source uh, for finding like short-term rentals that were, you know, actually I can locate them online. Anyway, that's all I got. Hey, thanks, thanks uh, Sydney. I appreciate it. And that may be an opportunity for people out there to, you know, if you build it, they will come have a place that you can make available rooms for rent or buy an apartment complex or something like that. Uh, but yeah, there's obviously still spaces for people that want to come up here. Just got to make it happen. Uh, Hour number two is on the way. You can join us and take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. You can join us. Number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up a little bit later on tonight, Beard Talk Live will be happening at 10.30 Eastern Time. Oh, yeah, thanks. That's happening with uh, Captain Kickass here, uh, Pickles Mountaineer, and nobody will be joining as well tonight, we expect. Uh, this will be episode... 20 something 27 27 20, uh, 28 28, 28. Yeah, so you guys have crossed the the half year threshold so yeah. congratulations Across on the that. rubicon right thank you and uh, it is a show that is kind of like free talk live except with all the out all those uh, pesky fcc regulations standing yeah. in the way of what you guys can say less commercials too it uh, f- there are no uh, commercials on yeah. that FCC, well unless we I won't decide do to what be you a tell me Indeed, and it would be uh, something you can access only on our video streaming platforms, one of which would be Odyssey, and you can find it over at watch.freetalklive.com. So mark your calendar for 10.30 p.m. Eastern tonight. It's about a half an hour after our radio show ends. Beard Talk Live will begin. Again, that's watch.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones here. Ricky is in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Ricky. Thank you there, brother Ian, and the same to the other gentleman. Well... Uh, I have been paying attention to uh, Congresswoman Green ever since she was elected. When it comes to her, she is a person that says a lot of things that are either inaccurate or uh, are stupid. And when I use the word stupid, I mean the sense of lacking of intelligence and common sense. Oh, so she's a politician. (laughs) Well, yeah, but she's an extreme example. And here's the reason why, Ian. Because uh, when it comes to what she's saying, separating blue from red, and there's a couple problems with all of this. First of all, demographics change. That's number one. So you're going to be shifting people around. People Second are already all, shifting around. Yeah, but people we're are already about- voluntarily leaving places that they don't feel like they fit in mm-hmm. and they're moving to places where they feel more comfortable where they feel like they're around people that have a, a set of values that reflects theirs that's already Which happening is wonderful yeah 
that was the whole point of this experiment. Like, if you now, I'm no you know constitutionalist or anything, mm-hmm. but in the original conversations that they were having, that was the point. Was that okay? Well, if you don't like it here, if you get along over there, then go over there. It's and called we, voting with your feet. Exactly, and we still trade with them. They're still part of our culture, but you can go be around people that you get along with better. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone's saying that people are going to be put on buses against their will and shipped to places they don't want to be, but uh, there's a lot of people from a lot of different places that are migrating on their own volition. What's wrong well, with that? And, and let's be clear uh-huh. here. Uh, people from uh, Texas and Washington State have been whining for the last <laughs> I don't know, decade or two mm-hmm. about the influx of people moving there from California because mm-hmm. California is, well, everything California. Yeah. Right. Well, also, the other issues to the couple with this is uh, the reasoning of wokeness. What the problem with that is, is uh, part of the big woke problem is people that are gays or lesbians. And what it comes down to, Ian, first of all, there are gays and lesbian Republicans in Congress okay. and then also at state level. And, and the reality is, uh, you know, the whole thing is flawed in the sense what do gays and I'm sorry? What do gays yeah, you, and lesbians you, you have, lost me. have to do because with anything? Because that's her reasoning. Because she wants to stop wokeness. See, she's an opportunity. But what do gays and lesbians have to do with that? Because that's that's part of what they call wokeness. There are these extreme Republicans, you know. Okay. And there's a lot of other things they consider that. There's a list. You know, you know? there's a, there are gay Republicans, right? Like there's oh yeah, a, right in Congress. In Congress, no, there's actually like a group of gay Republicans that aren't in Congress. Oh, yeah, I think they're called the oh, Log absolutely. Cabin mm-hmm. Republicans or yes, something absolutely. like that. So. I don't committee. understand what that has anything to do with the idea of national divorce. Well, because, you see, the problem is the way she's presenting it. See, I'm looking at it that this is probably going to come and go. Now, they, there is supposedly people that are with her on this. Man, let's hope really not, or we're going to shoot each other. On this. Okay. She's really being an opportunist, and I think that gave her the idea, because I saw the same thing coming weeks ago with uh, the whole thing going on in schools and things like so that. So I just want to clarify what you're saying here, Ricky, because you're kind of being a little obtuse. Uh, are you saying that people like Mela or whatever the hell her name is, Marjorie uh, Taylor Green, are yeah. going to persecute gays if they get their, uh, get their way? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, then, the, then they That's probably the don't like then those gay Republicans probably won't move to the states where, right. where she so lives. I, I don't see this. I don't see this ever going anywhere because the way she's presenting it. But what it does do is what you were saying. It does start the discussion. And I'm going to sit back and watch how this develops. But I'm getting very close to calling my rep in my district and having a little discussion about secession. Yeah, well, you should do that. Thank you, Ricky, for the call tonight. Uh, I think a lot of people should do that. Sorry, like... He's just now getting, He's getting close. close to it. Just get it. Just, I, I, I'm not going to do it yet. Like that doesn't really wield you any power. Calling your rep, yeah, it's one not time help you. because you're almost like that's just. They're so probably not going to talk to you either way, right? Like you can call your. You're going to leave unquote. a voicemail yeah. for your representative. Yeah, you're they, getting they, close. You'll talk to the representative's gatekeeper, their secretary. <laughs> that's all you're going to. The get. revolutionary now, act of leaving a voicemail for yeah, your rep. Right. Now, if ah. you lived in New Hampshire, on the other hand then your representative would actually be accessible. That is true. Because we have hundreds of them. Correct. And not that many people living here. And they have no secretary. Right. Uh, you can literally call them on their cell phone or at their home phone number. That's what's listed on the state website. 
you can reach out directly to them. And, and when he's talking about, uh, I, I don't think this is going to go anywhere, like, well, what do you mean? So do you mean the way she's talking about it? Yeah, you're probably right. I the hope, way she's I hope that's talking true, yeah. about it, uh, it, this probably won't go anywhere The way because she doesn't really seem to know what she's talking about anyway. No. But that's the thing. You don't own an idea. And now that it's been introduced to the national conversation, yeah. it can go somewhere else. Uh, right? Peakless and I were talking during the break about... You know, I am uh, a big fan of uh, secession, independence, whatever you want to talk about this thing, how, how, whatever word you want to use to Peaceful surround this separation. thing. Peaceful separation. Uh, and uh, I don't remember my point. <laughs> uh, we were talking about, uh, oh, I, it's not the way I wanted it to be all over the news. Sure. But I'll take it. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. I will take it and we will run with it because it's about time people started talking about this and even batting it, you know, between your loved ones, your family, your friends, your coworkers, whatever it is, you should be talking about this and please continue to do so. Well, mm-hmm. and how many times have ideas whose time has come have been ridiculed mm-hmm. by the powers yeah. that be. That's oh, that can never happen. That's you're impossible. Crazy. Yes, you're mm-hmm. crazy to think about that is even possible. That's illegal. Yeah, and so, uh, right. And you so, can't send mail over wires connected to every building. <laughs> Man <laughs> will never fly. Uh, so there's uh, some of the pushback here. So let's let's just talk about a little bit of this uh, right. from the week. Former GOP I, is this the W E E K or the W E A K? That joke was made last night. And <laughs> it's a good one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Nobody beat beat you to the punch. Uh, yeah, yeah. As he likes. But uh, former GOP rep Liz Cheney from Wyoming, who served as the vice chair of the House Select Committee on January 6th, replied to Green's proposal by reminding her of its illegality, telling her to quote review some of the governing principles of America. She tweeted at Green that quote Our country is governed by the Constitution. You swore an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution. (laughs) Secession is unconstitutional. No member of Congress should advocate secession, Marjorie. Man, our government hasn't been governed by the Constitution in my lifetime. That's a fact. No doubt. And obviously the uh, Constitution, I mean, you can go down the list of the amendments and you can see that they're they're violating them wholesale. Mm -hmm. Isn't the desire to be independent and free, like supposedly... One of the most American things that you could be. It certainly is. Like in yeah. theory, right? If, yeah. if if you're to believe that, you know, the founding fathers, you know, decided that independence was the way to go and the best that they could do was like write down some words on this piece of paper that obviously didn't work. But but those were their thoughts. So if that's true, then it was also illegal. Also oh, yeah. illegal. I'm they sure. also stood up to the largest empire yeah. on the planet at that point in right. space and time. Yeah, I'm and sure so, they were the Liz Cheney's of the time who were saying, this it. is illegal. Yeah. You're yeah. a British citizen, and that's a defiance of our charter and they, our queen. They were called loyalists. Right. right. Yeah. So aren't these actions, these discussions, aren't they the most American thing that people can be doing? Yes. From the perspective of history, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but you know, she says it's unconstitutional. Is she right about that? Well, only in the fact that it's not mentioned in the Constitution. So it's not unconstitutional in that it's prohibited by the Constitution. That would or be anything like so. That. If it's well, not in it, then it's and, non-constitutional well, and extra constitutional. Well, no, even that's covered. Fun fact: Amendment Number Ten. Literally everything that isn't forbidden is allowed, just in case you were by wondering. By the states. Exactly. By the states. By the states or by the people. Right. So, okay, if the people and the states want to not be a part of this, and it's not governed anywhere else, 
guess what? We covered that. It doesn't matter what the nine people in black robes at the Supreme Court have to say about what the people of New Hampshire or Texas or California want to do. And if the people, if this, again, this idea's time has come, it is unstoppable. And that's why talking about this idea is so important. And the fact that uh, that, uh, Cheney is, is using the term secession comes back to the conversation we were having earlier where I asked, is secession a dirty word? Is it something that we should stay away from? Because calling it national divorce isn't fooling anyone. Right. You mentioned national divorce. It doesn't take long in that conversation before somebody says, oh, that was decided by the Civil War. You can't secede. So it's like you're not fooling someone into thinking this is something other than secession. Although national divorce. You're just not not making them think of the worst possible version of the idea. But they are. That's the thing. They're immediately going all the way to the, you know, the worst possible of military invasion and the government's going to kill us all. I mean, we heard heard somebody call in about that tonight. So I just don't know if I agree that secession is such a bad term. Maybe adding the word peaceful in front of it could help mitigate that. The one that I like that I should use more than I do is uh, I'm going to steal from Ernie declaring our independence. Yeah, I like that, too. It's just a little bit of a, you know lengthy one yeah i mean independence okay. is a is a good term for it too i mean might be a little overused but independence is what we're talking that's about. what we're talking about and and the thing that i do like about this term is that the only thing where where ordinary people deal with the idea of two legal entities being joined in a union is marriage like that's the only thing that that's tangible in our actual lives of of the unification of two persons how about uh, emancipation Mm. Let's go to the phones here. Uh, caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What is your name? Hey, this is Alan in South Carolina. Hey, Alan, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. Good to get through. Welcome. Um, just about about the terminology, I, I, think, I think that we shouldn't stay away from the word secession just because of the historical negative connotations about it. I, I feel a little bit uncomfortable using a word like national divorce, just because it kind of smacks of euphemism. And mm-hmm. we hear enough euphemisms in politics, you know, and, and that, that kind of sounds like, uh, you know, like when you talk about ESG and other things like that, like we're trying to put a different word on something that sounds nicer to kind of hide what we're talking about. Well, I, I think that's a strong argument. Well, Very I strong. think independence is the is the right word, but the problem is that it gets used as a, a, a sort of an advertising kind of a word, like "oh, it's a, we're we're an independent nation" and all of that. And well, I mean, independence is what we're talking about because, like, secession seems to me like you are running away from this thing, and it's going to come after you. Hmm. Like, it, it, okay. at least that's okay. that's right. sort of the mental hmm. image that that comes to my mind when you talk about hmm. seceding, like you're running off from it. And like, no, we just we're just going to do our thing independently over here. I remember uh, growing up now I'm 50 years old. For those of you wondering you know, where this is coming from, I remember growing up my teen years somewhere you know, pre-Internet. Uh, and somebody told me that Texas is the only state in the union that could secede from the united states uh turns out that that's not exactly true but i was told that as a kid and so that's sort of the idea that i have in my head that uh uh, you know uh, one state can become its own country and that's what i think of when i think of secession because i'm you know of an age where that's my thought process on it 
when I was coming up. So when I hear the word secession, that's what I think. I think it was state going, hey, you know what? Uh, we can totally be our own country. We're capable. We're adults. We know how to handle ourselves. We're capable of trading with other people for the things that we need. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out because what well, we'd rather do this than be told by you what to do and how to do it anymore. Well, I mean, so if uh, if Crimea all of a sudden says, you know, we actually don't want to be part of Ukraine, but we also are tired of being part of Russia now. And now we wouldn't call that secession like that wouldn't be the first word that comes to mind. We would be like, oh, the, it's Crimean independence. Oh, the uh, Crimean independence movement. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we could go about talking about it. Different. We were birthing a new nation. Right. Right. Are we, though, like. No, well, it'd be we're a, just it, declaring our independence. It would be going back to New Hampshire as an independent nation, which it was before right. it joined the Union. Alan, uh, any other thoughts you want to share? I mean, how, what's going on down there in South Carolina? Are there people talking about this uh, in your circles? Uh, you know, the water cooler, church, wherever. Yes, I know quite a few people that listen to your show, and um, people people think about it. Uh, myself, I'm a I'm sort of a libertarian-leaning Republican, have been for a long time. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of small government, limited government. Um, the current you know, version of the federal government is, 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 is just bloated, I think, beyond everything that was – anything that was possibly imagined long, long ago. Yeah. But um, one thing I do wonder about, and I, 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 I'm not opposed to it. I like the idea of the, the free state, libertarian state. But I'm a little bit concerned about what would come after. I, I, I was overseas a lot. I've been overseas a lot. And I, I have a little bit of a concern, like in the longer run, you know, how would, how would a free state, how would we function, you know, in the international community where we'd have big belligerent hegemonic countries like China and Russia and whatever else might come up in the future? I, I worry a little bit about how that would work, you know, how we would maintain independence in the face of that. Uh, without having how did Switzerland do it? Strong national defense and natural and natural defenses, but in, you know, in the in, in, in this day and age, I don't know if we could depend on that the same way. Switzerland's a real small country, though, right? Like by comparison to say the United States or China, it is. Yeah. But they're partly protected by. You know the strong Western European countries that are around. Not during them. World and War II, they weren't. No, but that was their own national defense. And, right, and that you know, that I included don't... the people of Switzerland being armed with Definitely. with rifles. Right, like that was absolutely. Yeah, and we are the you, most you can, heavily armed. You can armed. probably guess as a guy from South Carolina, I'm all about that. But um, yeah, we're, we are the most heavily wait. armed uh, state in the nation. <laughs> we got that handled here. But, but when um, you know, in in a in a world community where you know you can have a big, a big belligerent country like China or Russia that has no respect for civil rights, and they can come in and start buying the of property, you know, which which absolutely. Well, but so you, you, know, you have to think to though, why do they do these things? So when countries want to take over a region, it's so that they can tax the population and acquire the natural resources that are in that area. Now. It has to be worth their while to go in. Now, if you have a libertarian area, we are not accustomed to paying a bunch of taxes. So it is going to be really difficult for you to set up the infrastructure to even tax us. And look, there's it's not like we got lithium mines up here. It's not like we got a bunch of oil. So it is a high risk, high investment low return thing not to mention the fact that there's a bunch of other countries around us or or one country 
take your pick, that doesn't want China to be here either. Absolutely true, but that's not really right if you're going to set up a state like that and then depend on the U.S. government to defend you. Oh, no, I'm not saying depend on it. I'm saying that, number one, they won't bother. Because you got to think, like, why do they not take over every single little area that isn't in some giant military alliance? Well, because it's not worth it. Yeah, but if you have something they want, then they will bother. And they're doing that in several African and Asian countries right now. And, and you know, other parts of the U.S., you know, say... China is not taking over Africa with force. They're going in and they're investing and they're buying companies and creating factories and things like that. But they're not taking over by force. Uh, So I don't know what you're talking about. That's exactly it. And, I mean, if you want to talk about a gun behind every blade of grass, holy cow, New Hampshire. Yeah, New Hampshire is well armed, and it's it's elusive or confusing rather to look at the list of states ranked by numbers of guns because they're ra- relying on government numbers to tell you how many guns there are in those states. New Hampshire doesn't require gun registration, mm-hmm. so when you look at the actual rankings, New Hampshire's like not even in the top half, I think, of of states with the most guns per capita or whatever because. They don't actually know how many guns there are in New Hampshire. There's the ones that get reported to the feds, like when you buy a new gun, there's paperwork that gets filed. And we know how many people have legal machine guns in New Hampshire because those are generally registered with the federal government. And New it's Hampshire more per has, capita than anywhere else. Right. New Hampshire has more machine guns per capita registered with the federal government than anywhere else. And we don't know how many unregistered machine guns exist in New Hampshire. And we have no idea how many unregistered pistols and rifles and things like that. But I will tell you this. There is the kind of uh, case study of actually living here and seeing people carrying guns, mm-hmm. seeing people concealed carry and, and open carrying guns. And it is not an uncommon sight. Mm-hmm. I've seen on more than one occasion people I did not per se know. You know, they weren't "quote unquote" free staters or known libertarian people. Just un- inadvertently, kind of flashing a concealed piece, like they weren't intending to. Like some guy, you know, taking his coat off or or whatever in a restaurant, or a, a dude who uh, was literally, uh, you know, pulling his gun out of his glove box in a parking lot that I saw. Yeah. Like it's not uncommon to just kind of see people with guns up here. So there's plenty of guns here, and and. You know, there's no reason to invade New Hampshire and possibly have a crazy amount of people defending this this place. It's the same reason people didn't invade Switzerland. There's a lot of people who are willing to defend their homeland there, and that's true here as well. Yeah, so even if China, completely unimpeded by anyone else, devoted all of their resources to trying to take over little New Hampshire for no apparent reason, honestly, they would probably still lose. And the fact of the matter is, why would they do that? It would be insane. And I I, I applaud that. And South Carolina is similar. You know, there's no registration on weapons. You know, lots of people have weapons separate from what um, was documented when they bought it. But I I don't just mean for New Hampshire. I mean, for anywhere, you know, for other states. Maybe they have something China wants. You know, I just think in the long run, in the very long run, it could be a problem. Well, you've got to ask yourself, which provides better service, voluntary free market interactions or socialism? Voluntary free market interactions. Okay, well, we defense is just the same as anything else, in the man. Face of outside threats. Sorry, what? Absolutely voluntary free market interactions, but it is necessary to be able to defend those interactions 
in the face of people who do not believe in that. Now, what you're missing is is that the military is a monopoly on a service. It is a socialist program. It is forced wealth redistribution, and it's run by the government. And And it's inefficient because of these reasons. And the market can provide better defense voluntarily for a way smaller price tag. So thank you for the call tonight. I I appreciate it, man. And hopefully we'll get to find out and prove that that's the case one of these days when we finally walk away from the federal government gang. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. You can support us directly, by the way, if you appreciate the message of independence and freedom and liberty and peace that we talk about every single night here on Free Talk Live, then you can join us on the AMPS program as Dale Chapman has done. She is a gold-level supporter uh, doing more than what we ask. We only ask five bucks a month. Thank you, Dale, for stepping up and supporting the show. Do you know Dale? It's a great way. I do, actually. I was wondering how you knew Dale was a she. Good point. Yeah, it's uh, spelled differently. Anyway, amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Uh, Dale actually testified at my trial. She was oh, one, of the, okay. I know who that one is. of the people that yes. uh, testified in my favor. Very, very sweet lady. Anyway, definitely appreciate the support. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. And again, it's only 5 bucks a month, and it helps us with our mission here. Uh, and you get some perks like access to the Amp Only podcast, which you can find through amps.freetalklive.com. All right, so uh, just to that last caller's point about the fear surrounding invasion, right? Mm-hmm. So the the biggest concern, I think, for most people, rightfully so, is the U.S. government right. and yeah. what they might do because right. they are the psychopaths who are closest at hand. The least thing I'm concerned with is what China's <laughs> psychopaths might do. About but, New Hampshire. <laughs> but regardless, this is all kind of predicated on the idea that when it comes down to it, the U.S. military will keep you safe from foreign invasion. And the evidence for that claim, and he wasn't explicitly saying, but that, but that's what this is based on. Yeah. The evidence for that claim is slim to none. I mean, look, for instance, one of the most recent examples is this alleged Chinese balloon right. that managed yep. to float its way over the entirety of North America. And they're like, guys, you don't need to freak out about that. These are here all the time. We let our airspace get invaded every day. I don't know why you're bothered by it. Yeah, I mean, what? what? Could that? I ba- thought you were protecting us. Could that balloon have had some sort of dangerous payload on it? It certainly could have. Did it? I don't know. But they certainly let that know, thing they, go all the way. I don't know. They they spent $400,000 on the missile that blew it up so that we couldn't find out what was on the darn thing. How about when the people hijacked the planes on 9-11 and then subsequently rammed them into various different targets without any any opposition with the exception of the people on one of the planes yep. uh, to stop them. Yeah, and Dick Cheney, the effective commander-in-chief, specifically told them not to shoot down those planes. Mm-hmm. You are not allowed to defend these people. That's what happened on 9-11 when it mattered. Right, and let's, you know, looking at the way militaries behave, they have priorities, right? So if there's uh, an actual attack against the United States... Is their priority to keep 
your house safe or your neighborhood safe? Nope. Or is there priority to keep the Pentagon safe yep. and the mili- you know, Fort Hood and the other military installations and government buildings safe? What do you think they're going to direct their resources towards? I mean, you don't have to think very Seems hard to like figure this out. Huh. Seems like Laundry. there might have been some, say, rioting that they found politically convenient in the near past, where they did, in fact, burn down all sorts of shops, and those weren't protected by this beloved state. You're talking about Minneapolis, the Black I'm, Lives I'm, Matter? Yes, I'm talking about the Black Lives Matter protests that burned lots and lots and lots of private property. But you know what they sure did protect? Mm-hmm. Every single one of the government buildings they didn't want burning like the down. the federal courthouse, yeah. for instance. That's another great point, and we can see it on a local level here, even in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. There was uh, what they called the Pumpkin Fest riots that happened in 2014, where a bunch of angry, drunken college students who were forced out of their parties, where they were fine uh, until the cops showed up and yeah. forced them out of their parties— uh, they hit the streets and they got really mad and they like burned a couch and then they started throwing bottles at one another at one point, which is an actual like dangerous thing to have happen, right? Like if, if there's a beer bottle full of beer or a can of beer flying at your head and it connects with you, yeah, you're going to get hurt. You could possibly get seriously injured from that. And where were the police during this beer beer bottle war that went on, which I witnessed, by the way. I got like 10 to 15 minutes of video footage of what must have been two to 300 people on one of the streets in the college area yeah. just chucking cans and bottles and things like that at one another. It was one of the craziest things. Where were the police? Literally around the corner, one block away. And why were they there? We asked them later on. It was like, there were actually people endangering one another, destroying property happening literally, you know, 200 feet from where you were, where you were standing, 300 feet away around a corner. Why weren't you doing something about that? Isn't it your job to protect and serve? Oh, and they were, then they said something, well, we were setting up a perimeter or something like that. They were making sure that this illegal activity only happened over here. Right, yeah. They didn't want it to to spread, but they weren't doing a damn thing about what was actually going on or trying to protect those homeowners from these rampaging uh, drunken college students. I mean, just the whole thing is just an illusion of security from the top to the bottom, from the local cops all the way up to uh, the Department of Homeland Security and And, the military. And even the system itself, the apparatus we refer to as the government, uh, themselves has said the police, the military, have no duty to protect. That's right. None. Yeah. Again, again, look it up. It's uh, No obligation to protect. No obligation to protect. Look it up. It's there. That's true for the military as well. That's right. Legal precedent. I'm saying cops, military, no duty to protect. Citizens. Not only that, if they think that your house is strategically in the way or your neighborhood is in the way, they'll roll a tank right through that thing if that's what they need to do to quote unquote protect the country. And believe me, you will not see a dime from them for it. No doubt. Yeah. And and what really bothers me about this is that there are these people who are so afraid of getting a different flavor of oppression. Because, I mean, look, what do you think China's going to do to me? Oh, all the same nonsense that the U.S. is doing to me now. Mm-hmm. All of the same nonsense that the U.S. is doing to me now, but it'll be a different flavor. And people are not willing to risk a different flavor of tyranny, even if it's a tiny, tiny, tiny infinitesimal chance of a different flavor of tyranny 
in order to acquire freedom, liberty, peace, prosperity, life. Yeah, well, it is hard to get people to step outside of their comfort zone. And it's hard to uh, get people to take a risk and do something it that is. might be different. There there are uncertain things in this this realm that we want to go into, right? There's Uncertainty is a scary thing for a lot what of people. What if I don't like being free? Mm. Well, here's well, the thing. Well, there's going to be some unfree places if, you can go to. Right. If you Try feel, Massachusetts. If you're listening I don't to have us, to do things. I don't want to do things. If you're listening to this program and you think that, you know, I've never really been able to, to get ahead much, uh, mostly because... Uh, uh, you know, this overreach of government and regulation and everything that I do and they take half of my money or whatever it is. Uh, and you've never been able to get ahead or make much of a difference. Uh, but you do believe in the philosophy of freedom. Mm-hmm. Consider coming to New Hampshire and being a part of changing history. That's a thing that we are attempting to do here. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to be a part of that, get your ass over here. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it's happening. Why be do you historic. Think be legendary. Do something that makes a difference for once in your life. Yeah. Why do you think there are people up here making documentaries? Because history is being made here, now, in New Hampshire. Yeah, you're referring to uh, one of those documentaries is coming out as we speak. It's an 11-part series by NBC Boston. And before you recoil in disgust at oh, mainstream media, they've done an incredible job. Yep. It's uh, a really fair presentation I watched it earlier this week. There's only seven parts out. There's going to be another four coming. I think part eight is coming on Monday. Monday, yeah. Uh, so I'm guessing the others are going to be once a week, but I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, they are absolutely great. You can go to NBCBoston.com slash Free State, and they talk to the Free Staters. They talk to the people that hate us as well. So they get both sides in this, and I think it's really well well presented, well edited, really fun to watch, and worth sharing. Well, and it seems like the big difference, at least from from where I stand on this, is that they spent the time getting to know us. Yes, and if you unlike actually, most reporters, exactly, yeah. if you actually get to know us, what we're about, what we want, we are peaceful people who want peace. That's it. It's yeah. really that simple. Peace and freedom. And look, we've spent time thinking about this and talking about this and figuring it out. And what we figured out, and look, we're happy to hear your argument otherwise, but what we figured out is that the way to peace is through freedom. So a couple more comments here from various different magazines or newspapers and such, opinion pieces regarding the idea of national divorce, because... You know, normally they can easily write write this off. It's, you know, oh, the Texas Nationalist Movement, oh, a bunch of kooks. Oh, those New Hampshire Independence people. It's just a, a couple kooky uh, state representatives. They don't mean anything. But when somebody at the top of the federal government, uh, a representative there, Marjorie Taylor Greene, starts talking about it, it gets a lot more coverage. It, get a, it gets a lot more response, a lot more pushback. Uh, and so some of that pushback here, according to National Review, which is a conservative uh, publication, they claim that it is a, quote, poisonously stupid idea, while the Politico site agrees by saying that it has nothing to re- – the idea has nothing to recommend it. The practical ob- obstacles are obvious and insufferable, and the likely effects would be very unwelcome to its proponents. There's Whatever nothing good about actually choosing who you interact with. <laughs> what? It's clear the country is deeply riven along political, cultural, and religious lines, Politico continues, saying further, although it's not obvious that the poisonous contention of our era is worse than that of, say, the 1790s or the 1970s, political and cultural conflict is endemic to such a large, loud, and diverse democratic country as ours. 
But does it have to be? Do we always have to be fighting with each other over these political things for the rest of time? Does it have to be such a big country? Well, the world proves that there's a direction things are going in over time, and that is there are more political options on the planet. There are are more choices for people as far as where they can live. Why shouldn't there be more choices within the former boundaries of the United States? Why is that such a crazy idea? Yeah, and the more powerful the government is, the more important it is that you don't let it get wielded against you, the louder you get. So if we go the other direction, instead of having a more and more and more powerful government able to spend more and more and more money... If we go the other direction, then we don't have to fight about this. I can have my thing over here, you can have your thing over there, and we can just trade as we feel like. But some people really love to fight. People like uh, this Matt Walsh character, who I'm going to read his quote again, uh, because it perfectly... I will rule you! This is my country, you just live here! Yeah, it perfectly encapsulates the view of people on both the right and the left... The people who want to continue fighting with one another. He says, I understand the national divorce idea, but it can't happen. And besides, I'm not surrendering half of my country to these people. I'd rather spend the rest of my life fighting with them than do that. I won't give them an inch, let alone two million square miles. And it's the exact same opinion that I got from the Trump protesters in Central Square in Keene, New Hampshire in 2016 after Trump won the election and they were protesting down there. There was, there was old people on that uh, Central Square that told me the exact same thing. We can fight back. We can take back this country and we can force our view down the throats of everybody we don't like who's been trying to force their view down our throats forever. We got to keep trying to force stuff. Is essentially what these people believe. Uh, Well, they're wrong. We don't. And in fact, what we need is to stop forcing your views, your opinions on other people, whether it's uh, by your own individual might or via that of the lunatics in government. And make no mistake, when he says it can't happen, he knows that's a lie. Mm. If it couldn't happen, you wouldn't be talking talking about about it. it. Like, do you spend time talking to the the corporate media about what the unicorns are planning on Mars? No. No. Because it can't happen. That's a great point. And that just, you know, what he's trying to do and what I'm going to play a clip from Laura Ingram here in a a minute because she's also talking S about the ideas is these corporate mouthpieces or these big government uh, people that purport to be for liberty and, you know, freedom and all that. What they really want to do is they want to convince you. That this is impossible. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, if enough people believe this is possible, it is possible. Mm-hmm. If people don't think it's possible, then it, we don't have a chance. right? And, and we come up against this all the time, where people will say things like, well, you guys have great ideas, but there's just no way that it's... Yeah, we but, just can't ever happen. I, I've, I've had it happen locally here, where I've called into... Uh, it's been years, but I, I, there used to be like a Saturday morning political show here in Keene, and I would talk about how we don't need to have government schools at all, and the market can handle it. And the host of the show would say, th- say, say things like, well, that's a... I like that idea, but it's just impossible. It'll just never happen. And it's like, well, as long as people keep believing things are impossible, then they never are. But as soon as you open your mind up and you accept the idea that this can happen, then it becomes within the realm of the possible. And then it's only a matter of time before it actually happens. And these people know that. 
and they want to deprogram you. They want to keep you docile. They want to keep you in believing in the old ways of thinking. Mm-hmm. And they know that this is a lie. And they also know that when you lie, you tell it loudly. A big lie. And you tell it a big lie. And you tell it over and over right. and over. And then people will believe it. Here's another uh, post that he made that I thought was another uh, just pathetic argument. Uh, he follows up his first post about you know wanting to fight forever. He says, "By the way, any division of the country means that the left certainly gets the northeast, but so much of our national history is there. Would you really want to give them the land our ancestors first conquered? Hell no, not me. As though oh. holding on to uh-huh. the quote unquote the history, which of course is always written by the winners anyway, but." Uh, oh, oh, we can't let the left take over New England. They already have taken over yeah, New England. He's mm. admitting that within the statement by saying that the left will likely get the Northeast because the left already has most of the Northeast, with the exception of New Hampshire, which is kind of like a, you know, a, a purple state or a well, s- some sort of really an island. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. We're not a monolith up here. Yeah, like to be perfectly honest, what I think that the next generation is going to end up seeing is that there will be a very close alliance between New Hampshire and Vermont mm-hmm. and and most of uh, most of New York not New York City, hmm. will join Vermont. Hmm. And then Maine will probably end up joining New Hampshire. Could be. That is a, that's a very realistic possibility. Now, is, is Maine going to be left? No. No, they're actually surprisingly conservative there. They're yeah. ruled by the left. Yeah, they're pretty statist up there. From Yeah. At least well, from what you see in and the results. And that's one of those things where you have to show them that it can be done before they believe that it yeah. that it's possible. Well, right. Then wouldn't they want to join us once exactly. we once we have that freedom? So uh, here's what Laura Ingram, who is a talking head on Fox News. Once again, I was as I was saying, the conservatives are up in arms, a lot of them, over what this Marjorie Taylor Greene has said because she has violated one of the 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 most firm rules of politics that thou shalt not talk about independence thou shalt not talk mm-hmm. about uh secession and even though she's not using those words and she doesn't even really seem to have the concept the people on the other side of this certainly understand the risk to her bringing up the idea of national divorce and here's what ingram said on fox news apparently the other night who've not committed a crime from voting would probably not withstand legal scrutiny and second how would this like a national divorce, be good for conservatism. Now, why would we want to embrace the states that gave us Jimmy Carter and Bill Clinton, but essentially give up on the states that gave us Reagan and Trump? Whoa. What? This whole idea that the state gave you a certain political figure that's she's saying she's saying that did you limber up for that reach lady reagan from california right that's i presume Mm -hmm. where he was born he was the governor out there or whatever Mm -hmm. before he was the the president oh yeah he was an actor was he a governor california i think so okay anyway he yeah he came from that that place and so okay some right-wing guy was born in california yeah what is that how you know does that what? even register? You know what? The best goth club I've ever seen is out in Utah. <laughs> it's a fact. Because the, they're surrounded by Mormons. Right. So, the, the, so best, the rebellion that exists there is more potent. The best Texas-style ribs I've ever had was at a joint in Seattle. Wow. Yeah. I mean, this is just a weird argument to start with, but there's more. Imagine if Yunkin had given up on Virginia. 
or if Republicans in Long Island gave up on New York. I'm all for it. The Republicans in New York have Uh-oh. basically given up because they have no chance to win anything in New York. I strongly suggest that the Republicans in New York City leave New York City to go somewhere where they will actually get what they want. And a lot of them have been. You mm-hmm. can see uh, you can see the migration numbers where they, they study and they look yeah. and see, okay, well, people left California. Where'd they move to? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, places like Texas or whatever. People have left New York. Where have they moved to? Places like Florida, etc. Uh, this is already happening, lady. Mm-hmm. People on the ground level who actually are dealing. I understand she li- probably lives in New York. It looks yeah. like she she's you know in a new in New York City or whatever. How they could be so? I mean, it just seems so disingenuous and dishonest to pretend like there's any other option besides giving up. You are outnumbered. I don't know if it's ten to one. Or seven to one or six to one, whatever it is in New York, it's heavy. And the Republicans there have absolutely no chance of winning anything ever. Yeah. They will never get anything done politically in New York ever. So there's the thing is, there's nothing wrong with regrouping. Right. It's not giving up, it's admitting that your strategies has failed. You cannot win this. We've been trying to tell this to the libertarians in New York for a long time. (laughs) I mean, you definitely have no chance. That's sort of an oxymoron, right? New York libertarians. They're still there. I, I understand that. There's still that, some but of them there. It, like, in theory, sure. But in practice, are there really libertarians in New York? Yeah. I mean, well, they, they, Larry Sharp's got a lot of supporters out there, but they weren't enough to get him on the ballot yeah. in 2022. Well, they had and, to do a write-in campaign. Well, and here this lady is suggesting that what you have to do, that the sane response is to do the same thing over and over and right. expect different results. She's calling that the sane and good thing to do. Would she? No, that's madness. That Not only would that be madness, but would she go a step further and actually advocate for Republicans to move into New York City? Right. Yeah. Seriously. Because we that, can take it back. That would be We mo- will fight over this. <laughs> New York, we're taking it back. I, right. I mean, wouldn't most of the most of the people if she actually did make that pitch, and she's not. But right. if she actually did make the pitch of, all right, Republicans, come on in. Yeah, we know we've lost hundreds of thousands of you over the years, but co- come on back to New York City. We can take it back from these Democrats. Who would take that seriously? Yeah. Who would actually listen to that and be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Let's just uproot our lives from you know places where we actually have some political representation to a place where it's like a political wasteland for Republicans. That's That would be truly insane. No, it's important that we continue to try to rule New York from Texas. Or, <laughs> right. just a thought, how about we don't do that because it's insane and making everyone miserable and poor. Right. Let me go on here with what else she has to say. The last thing we need is an American breakup of any sort. Remember, a motto of this show, almost from the start, over five years ago, has been no state left behind. Oh, boy. Yeah, because that uh, No Child Left Behind program worked so well. (laughs) We are just drowning in overeducated, highly intelligent, capable people all over the place. This is planning to fail. If if she would have said, so people just, they don't stop soon enough when they speak politically, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. If she had just said, our motto from the start has been no state. 
<laughs> then she'd be a libertarian. Period. I think that that would have been a much better thing to say. But she's not a libertarian. Right. This is a, a conservative talking yeah, she'd head. she'd never gotten the job that way. Great point. Uh, look, this is, ad- this is a plan to fail. To, quote unquote, no state left behind. We must continue to fight no matter how futile, no matter how many times we have failed over but, and over I again. I have a question. The left behind what? Like, what, what is moving so forward that something is going to be behind? She's talking about the, the blue, the quote unquote, blue states. We got to keep fighting. We got to take them over. We got to somehow change the minds of all these people that have all these, you know, woke viewpoints that, of course, are never going to change their minds and adopt conservative views in the same way that the conservatives are probably not going to throw on drag clothes uh, tomorrow because somebody had a drag queen story hour at their local high school. I mean, near as I can tell, uh, independence uh, and freedom are the future. Future. And so if that's true, then the only state that's not getting left behind is New Hampshire. We're going to continue here. Uh, she's got a few more comments. You're welcome to join us. I mean, there's a lot of people out there listening on conservative radio stations that carry this show. Call us. What do you think when you hear this person, this Laura Ingram, making these points? Are you willing to move into New York City to save New York City to not leave New York behind? It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. You can bring up anything you want. Although we've been focusing on independence, or as some people are calling it, national divorce. And there's some confusion that's being injected into the conversation, whether intentionally or unintentionally. The idea of national divorce seems to be getting mixed up in the idea of keeping the federal government around. No, no. When you break up a relationship, you don't go in generally, if you really don't like your husband or whatever, you gen- you know, if he's abusive to you and you're ready to have a divorce with him over the conditions under which you're living, you generally aren't going to just go ahead and be okay with moving into the other bedroom and staying in the same house, which is essentially what this Marjorie Taylor Greene seems to be promoting when she's talking about a so-called national divorce, is what keeping the feds around. What she's taking advantage of is something I like to call battered voter syndrome. Mm. Right? It's kind of like battered spouse syndrome, yeah. right? where like the, the spouse who's being battered uh, is like, well, I, I don't leave because I know that even though he hits me, he loves me. Right. Right. And that's what you get from these voters. They're they're like, well, you know, uh, I realize that I'm part of the empire and that we're bombing brown people for no reason. And we're taking a bunch of money from people that they didn't give our consent to and violating their their consent. But, you know, it loves me and it's the best thing we have going. (laughs) Yeah. That's what she's taking advantage of. Yeah. Battered voter syndrome. Yeah. Now, when we talk about national divorce. okay, so. When you divorce, you end the union. Right. That's literally what we're talking about. So when we're talking about it now, that's not to say that you can't go marry someone else after your divorce. And you can still be cordial. Right. And you, if you... Absolutely. You know, if Texas wants to join up in a union with Oklahoma and that's how they want to split up, great. You know what? Maybe, uh, you know, New York and Philadelphia... 
need to have, you know, I don't know, one gets weekends with Rhode Island and the other one gets every <laughs> other week or whatever. You know, something has to be determined here. But, like, there are amicable ways of figuring that out. Right. But, yes, we are absolutely talking about the end of this union. This union has to end because this union is going to result in tremendous bloodshed unless we end it peaceably. Now, what unions can be made afterward? Great. You know, a bunch of blue states want to get together yeah, and bomb it. brown people. I can be not a part of that. bunch of red states want to get together and bomb brown people. I can be not a part of that, too. But I'll tell you this much. This state is not going with either side. Talk about New Hampshire. That's absolutely it. Uh, so we've we've been playing some of the responses or sharing some of the, the responses from the discussion regarding the so-called national divorce. Uh, Laura Ingram, she's one of the talking heads over at Fox News. She says, don't abandon the blue states. That's what the Chiron, the, the lower third, as they call it, in the business, you know, where they usually put like the headlines that are popping mm, up or whatever. Ticker. Don't abandon the blue states. No state left behind says the graphic on the screen, and she says that's the theme of her show, always been the theme, because people like this, and this Matt Walsh, who has a similar opinion that they are got to keep the country together, we got to fight, we got to fight forever, <laughs> and, and somebody pointed this out recently, that these people make their money doing this fighting thing. Yeah. They want the fight to continue, yep. because they want to keep talking about all the crazy things, but you know, the blue state people are doing, and they're trying to hurt you, we gotta, we gotta double back our efforts, we gotta put Trump back in, or whatever, whoever the DeSantis, the politician of the moment, happens to be. Yep. Tune in tonight at 8 to see what DeSantis said about blah blah blah. And as though they wouldn't have the same position in a red state country in which let's say they 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 migrated to as though there still wouldn't be outrageous controversies happening there wouldn't be dis, you know divisions within the red states over certain issues they just cannot see that reality for themselves in, in response to this whole idea of no state left behind whatever that means uh if you take it at face value i got news for you the federal government has left all of the states behind mm -hmm. a long ass time ago all of them. Fact. Left them with a raw behind is what they did. Let me continue here. From Wait, the dildo of consequences <laughs> rarely arrives with lube. Let me go on with uh, Laura Ingram. This is what she uh, continues her explanation of why they shouldn't leave the states Start behind. Over five years ago has been no state left behind. Just because it, it often seems like Democrats have given up on America themselves doesn't mean ever that Republicans or conservatives should. They should not. I'm certainly not willing to give up on the states that gave us Sinatra, John Wayne, or that welcomed my grandparents from Poland. They're good. So, again, more of this kind of appealing to the past, right, which is typical for a conservative. You would expect that from the conservative. America was once this great thing, and it's going to be that again someday if we can just force it onto everybody else that's changed since that time. Well, And she undermines her own argument right there. You know what there you know what I can tell you about Poland it's not part of the United States but wouldn't you know it you can have people from a different place mm -hmm. come to your place and it work out so you know right Sinatra here, can leave that place come to where you are like you know she's talking about I'm not going to abandon the places that that gave us Trump and yep. uh, and Ronald Reagan it's like 
Well, you know, if you create a place where conservatives are happy and comfortable, you're going to have a lot of people who are unhappy and uncomfortable leave where they are. They'll come there. Go to where you are and make your place awesome. And they'll be, and the place they leave will be happier for it, and yeah. the place that you've made will be happier She's for it. She's arguing that people should stay and be unhappy where they currently are. Don't abandon it's the ridiculous. blue states. Don't leave the place where it's hell. You're living yeah. under this, you know, woke place where they're just shoving all these liberal ideas down your kid's throat at the government schools. And she's saying, you shouldn't leave. No, 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 no. Even though it's better in the red states for red state people, there's better, you know, curriculum in the government schools there. I would for like the people you to that, stay there and yeah. suffer for my benefit, please. It's just absolutely insane. Who's taking well, this seriously? Way too many people. Well, I don't. I don't see anybody calling in. If you uh, believe in what this lady's saying, and you're still living in New York, and you're like, "Damn it, I'm doubling down my efforts, even though it won't make any difference." Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. You could double, triple, quadruple your efforts in New York State. You're not going to convince the enemy. And I'd like to know what she means by America. Now, if by America you mean this, like, tradition of independence, well, lady, I got news for you. We're trying to do that. Now, if by America you mean the empire, Mm -hmm. then I got news for you. The left has not abandoned that America whatsoever. We continue. Hardworking people in Illinois, in New York, and in California, Washington State, who don't want to move and who are looking for new leadership. So let's give it to them. Keep How? organizing. Keep <laughs> registering people to vote. And I'll get, vote get, harder. Get... <laughs> because those are actionable things with measurable results. Just keep doing what you're doing. It will totally get better. We will get different results. By the way, that's exactly what the people on the left are saying. Gotta get voters. We need to uh, voter drive. There, there's, I mean, it's all the same talking points. Voting doesn't solve anything. No, and you're not going. Certainly not going to solve anything if you're outvoted two, three, four to one, as you are if you're a conservative in some of these places. Look, I'm sorry if people don't want to move, and that's what she acknowledges. There's people in Washington State and Illinois, and they're hardworking people, and they don't want to move. Well, tough. You lost. It's okay to admit that you've been defeated in that place. You can prohibit defeat. You can stop future defeats by reorganizing yourself, by retreating and regrouping. This happens in, in conflict all the time, where one side gets decimated by another side. The remaining 10% of, that other, of the side that's been decimated should not just stay there and all die on that ground. They should go the F back to where there's another... You know, 100,000 people that are like them, where they can be uh, recharged. And if these people don't find it that important to be around what they want, great, you can stay where you are and keep doing what you're doing. But if you do find it important enough to move, well, that depends. Is there a place that you can move to where these policies won't be forced on you every other, you know, four years? Yes. And if that's all it takes, why wouldn't you? Right. A simple migration? It doesn't cost that much. We talked about voting with your dollars. So there's voting with your feet as That's well. Right. And that, that is like one of the freedoms that we kind of still have in the United States anyway. Largely, yeah. Freedom of travel mm-hmm. a, a bit. I mean, you still got to deal with the TSA if you're flying or 
road pirates if you're driving sure. or whatever. But for the most part, like a guy can travel cross country, you know, book a ticket, you yep. know, buy a, you know, get on a Greyhound bus, whatever, fuel, fuel your car, get on an Amtrak, whatever, yeah. that kind of a thing. Guy, a guy can travel around the whole country. So if there's a place, as you're saying, where you find is more aligned with your beliefs and who you are as a person, why wouldn't you go there? Pure inaction, you know, uh, pure just the laziness. Exercise your freedom. Staying in place. Let's go to Jerome. He's in South Carolina. Jerome, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. It's South Carolina. That's what I said. South Carolina. Go ahead. Oh, you're not in East Carolina? <laughs> what about Central America, Carolina? America. God shit. Coming again to save the mother. Oh, wait. No, I can't say that on the radio. From sea to shining sea. Are you yeah, singing we're just that? drowning in brotherhood right now. Uh, yeah. Jerome, tell are you ya. singing that ironically? Huh? Huh? Uh-huh. After listening to you talk about Laura Ingram, one of my favorite people, I just I thought I'd It's a special a treat. Song. This is like the only time that I get to listen to this lady, but you always expect me to have heard her. Yeah. I, I detect a hint uh, of car- sarcasm in his voice. Yeah, what are you getting at here, Jerome? Or someone said, once said, he always says to me, well, why do you care? Sound familiar? Well, why do you care, Jerome? Well, why do you? I love her. I love her. I love Fox. I love the world. I love everyone. Captain Context yeah. is going to have fun with <laughs> Jerome's audio later on. <laughs> hey, she, she's the TV sanitized version of Marjorie Taylor Greene. You hear some of her star talk? Okay, but she oh, disagrees yeah. with Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's uh, she's oh, attacking. She yeah, I'll take yeah. Marjorie Taylor Greene over Laura Ingram just on the basis of one will let me leave. One, so hey, I mean, were you listening? Is this a cage to, fight between hey, the go two? Where? Jerome, hey, oh, go where? Were you going to Ukraine? <laughs> no, Jerome, were you listening yeah. to us talking about what Laura Ingram said? Yeah, I was just listening to a little bit while I was trying to watch the basketball. Okay, what did you hear us saying? What did you hear? That What was the discussion that was being had? Hey, basically what she's talking about is she wants America without without people to look like me around. Or maybe maybe people... Why, are you ugly or something? No. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Get real cute now. Are you ugly or something? No, I am not ugly. All right, I am, just checking. I'm, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. <laughs> doggone it. People like me. Thank you, Stuart. Okay. Well, just to clarify, when you say people like me, what do you mean? Oh, that's a hey. Quote. You have, have you ever listened to the Republican spiel? Huh? Yeah, I just you listened know, to Laura Ingram spiel for like over me? a minute of my life, and I, I wish I could have it back, but it was important to uh, to counter what this woman was saying on her show. You didn't answer my hey, question, you- though, Jerome. I asked you, when you listened to us talking about this Laura Ingram, Ingram clip, what was the the discussion about? She's like talking about boy, making America great again, and all you know, all that Trump stuff. You know, no, you know, no, you know that really wasn't the about. that wasn't the discussion at all. What was the well, subject? I didn't, catch, I didn't well, look. I didn't catch all of it. You know. But okay, hold on. So you just wait, 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 wait. He's taking let, after Sarah now. Let me see if I'm following I don't you here. Listen to your show. I just yeah, like to call yeah, it. Yeah. You were listening, and it's fine uh, to call the show. <laughs> But you were listening to the show, to Free Talk Live. You heard Laura Ingram's yeah. voice, and that was enough yeah. to set you off. And you called in about yeah. it. You don't actually know what she said and what we said in response. Whatever it was, it wasn't uh, as far as she concerned. It, it wasn't good. 
Well, I agree. Oh, That's why Jerome, we were playing I, I, it. I wanted to ask you something. Do it's you believe? Hot. What do you expect? Yeah, it's garbage. So, Jerome, do you believe yeah. that anarchists are actually Republicans? Uh, not not quite. Not All quite. right, you know, cool. That's, that's, okay, that's we've we've that's moved that's a step that's in that's the right direction. We've moved because you were on here the other day saying like, no, everyone who isn't a Democrat is just a Republican <laughs> in denial. <laughs> And like, hey, okay, I, I'm glad that you have some nuance to your political look, opinion. I can do hyperbole just as well as you can. Okay. No, but uh, it's Fox, man. You, they don't have no diversity. You see the people that are running for, they want to run for president. Oh, what's up, Mike Pence? Oh, yeah, he's going to be president. Uh, what is it? Uh, the lady from South Carolina used to be the governor here. How about this? Um, can we just not have a president? Can we not have a federal government? Oh, gosh. That would be great. Can we not have Marjorie Taylor Greene? Can we not have Laura Ingram? Can we just not have any of this federal crap anymore, Jerome? No, we, we can't have that. Why? We got we got to take the whole mush pookers with it, you know? The what? Because it's all it, it, mush pookers. What is that? Uh, I don't know. What it, the whole thing. Uh, the it's whole thing. Like a Why? A stroke, Jerome. You know, Why do we have to have the whole thing? Why do we have to have the whole thing? Why? Because it's the total, hey, with a country with 300 million people, how does how do we get people to walk lockstep with well, How about we don't? It's not possible. How about we don't? Let's not yeah, have well, a country with 330 million people and force them to no. all do the same thing. No. Like, I want a country up here, for starters, with just like a million and change. That's what yeah. I would like. Amer- America's going to stay divided for as long as America's around, okay? There's never going to be peace and love and happiness. So then you would agree, Jerome, then you would agree with yeah. us. You would dis- you yeah. disagree with Laura Ingram as we disagree with Laura Ingram, and you would agree with us that we should divide America. We should chop it up into 50 or so no, little pieces. No, no. No. It'll never happen. No. no, no, I'm not asking no, no, no. you whether, hold on, I'm not asking you whether or not you think it'll happen. I want to know no. whether you agree if it should happen. Should America be no. divided into multiple parts? No. Why That'll not? Go back to segregation, because I, I grew up around segregation. I went to an all-black. What does that have to do with anything? I went to were all-black. You think all South black. Carolina no, would resegregate if it went off its own, if it's if it went its own way? Ah. Are you surprised? Would you be surprised if they tried to? Tremendously. Yeah, I would. Hey, they're already trying to segregate. Um, you know, separate the um, the school system. Okay, they're so to what you're saying here, Jerome, is you actually agree with Laura Ingram. You think that yeah. the United States should be kept together because you want to fight with the Republicans the whole time. <laughs> We're not together. Quit saying that. America is a fractured country. America is a country of flaws. It's divided. It's it's not all together. We live on the same planet, but we're all for- like different, man. The people Nobody- are, are against each other, I'll grant you that, but they are forced to be under the same set of rules. They're all under the same political system known as the United States federal government, and you and Laura Ingram support that. No. I don't agree with her. Okay, then you must agree with us. If you don't agree with Laura Ingram, she supports the United States staying together under one political system. We no, say independence is the way happen. forward. So are you no. with us or are you with Laura Ingram? Well, I guess I'm with y'all. 
Okay, good. Good. good to know. Oh, all right. like <laughs> Two wins and one, one call. Right. What, what else can go <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Would never work. Agreed. Would never one political work. system is a proven failure. Yes, agreed. It's a proven failure. Yeah. We got to have different choices out there. We have to have different options for people. Jerome, I'm glad we agree. Thank you for the call tonight. Uh, Jerome, we're ahead here. On the side of. Yeah, it'll uh, never work. It will never work. You are completely correct. Yep. This cannot work. It isn't working. And it will never yep. work. And so then, if uh, we follow the example uh, of anarchy that is currently working, right? And that is cryptocurrency. Mm. Right? The currently working example of anarchy in action, uh, backed by mathematics, by mm-hmm. the way. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, it's good. Uh, if we follow that example, that means that. Human's natural mm, state of being would be to move around in much smaller decentralized groups. Mm-hmm. And so that means uh, instead of going the way of one giant monolithic thing, we should have a whole bunch of much smaller things yep. that are more nimble and able to interact uh, you know, in ways that we haven't even thought of yet. Smaller right? is better. Smaller is always better. So let's let's just follow that to its natural progression, right? Get rid of the monolith of the federal government. Let's reduce ourselves to 50 states, maybe even more, right? Sure. From, from yeah, there, right? Maybe, maybe we see, like, you know, Western Washington, Eastern Washington. There are two yeah. different states. Whatever, right? Whatever it takes. Let, let's let's decentralize. Let's follow the, the method that works. Let's continue to decentralize mm-hmm. yeah. on a political basis until, oh, we get down to the individual. And then finally, we can have actual personal freedom. Man, that's so radical. So crazy. I know. I'm an extremist, right? <laughs> I want peace and freedom for everybody. I'm so radical and so extreme. Mm, yep. Love it. Uh, the phone number here is 603-283-6160. Sarah is in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Are you with Laura Ingram or are you against Laura Ingram? Well, I don't know who she is. Who's Laura Ingram? <laughs> nice. Good answer. Good answer, Sarah. I'm with you on that one. Who is this bitch? Why does she think anybody gives a damn what her opinions are? Well, you know, I I have my opinion about that. The charges with that. What is that guy and the Bitcoin guy and the that one that got jacked up in the uh, Bahamas? Sam Bankman fraud. Okay, you know what? One of, okay, they got a four more charges, and one of the yeah, charges right. is that he's operating without. Um, Agent number. So if you're trading, you have to have a trading number for each agent that handles you. So he doesn't have a he doesn't have an agent number. So in order to trade, hmm. you have to have like a license number. Like I'm pretty sure the additional agent. charges against Sam Bankman fraud uh, were regarding his donations to political campaigns, which they're now saying were illegal, and they uh, oh, brought a no. superseding indictment that added those charges to the already existing multiple fraudulent uh, business activity-related charges that he was facing for taking billions of customer funds and then allegedly spending it on whatever the hell he wanted to spend it on. That's my right, understanding right. of that and case. Also, one of the charges is that, see, if I went to Fidelity or any kind of uh, investment company, all of them, the agent that's still dealing with you, they have an agent number, trading number. They mm-hmm. have to be licensed. And the, what they're saying is that his agents 
they do not have an agent number. And yeah, then, that's the dumbest charge. If that's one of the charges against him, it's one of the weakest and the most pointless charges. The, the guy actually allegedly committed fraud against his customers, and that's an actual crime against other human beings. Thank you, Sarah, for the call. Yeah, that's like charging a mass murderer with jaywalking. Like, <laughs> might be true, but it's hardly the point. Hey, you didn't have that knife registered right. that you stabbed someone to death with. I needed a serial number before yeah. you stabbed someone. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And as we saw with the Crypto 6 case, if you have the registration, then it's totally fine if you assist people in getting defrauded by online scammers, which is what, of course, all the banks did uh, to the various different fraud victims out there. More coming up. Join us. Uh, we got time for you. The number is 603-283-6160. That's right. 603-283-6160. And anybody out there listening who wants to be a part of this program, we'd love to hear from people that actually are buying the line from the talking heads out there that you can't give up on the blue states. We've got to keep fighting forever, even though it's statistically impossible that we could ever register enough voters to somehow overcome the people who love the government, the leftists in New York or, you know, in Illinois or Washington State or whatever. Fill in the blank, whichever hard left full-on blue state, not some battleground, you know, purple state or whatever, the idea that you're going to somehow be able to uh, build up your troops, your voters, your uh, Republican types, the red state people in these blue states, and somehow take them back is pure fantasy. And I want to know who believes this. Who, Especially uh, whether you're outside of New York or inside of New York, who is so delusional? To actually buy what people like Laura Ingram or Matt Walsh, these conservative opinion leaders, quote unquote, are saying. People on drugs. They must be on <laughs> drugs. I, I'm just tossing things out yeah. there, brainstorming style. The, lots the, and lots of prescription drugs. They're on so many drugs they can't even call the number. It's 603-283-6160. I mean, you got to be really high to not be able to dial that number. <laughs> dial? Rob is in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live. Rob. Hey, yeah, I think that the problem with Lori Ingram is is that she's not the man her mother was. She's not half the man her mother was? (laughs) Yeah. And then as far as... uh, Did you get a look or what? I mean, she does look kind of manly. Taylor Green, she's just a knockoff of Dee Snyder. (laughs) <laughs> again she also is kind of manly looking too yeah there is that well, yeah, apparently I mean, it's uh, uh, apparently it's from like working like hard construction work though so mm. I'll, I'll give you that yeah well when i saw a, a portion of the the debate there with the president there whoever the president Why you did know you watch that whoever well i mean i saw that turning through the news i saw her there she had on this big White scarf. I like I said. I, she looked just like Dee Snyder. <laughs> wow! Except she wow. was definitely going to take it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, Dee Snyder ended it. up taking it too uh, during so COVID. Ended, remember? Giving it out too. Yeah. Well, yeah. So since it you actually escorted her right out to the coat room. So since you actually uh, watched the State of the Union address, so did he actually say what the State of the Union was this time? 
I don't know. Because remember last year, he just did not say what the State of the Union was. He was like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And it's like, but but that's not what's happening now. That's not the State Mm. of the Union. Stain of the Union. Ooh, as in blood stain. Well, that's what it is. It is the State of the Union because they're never going to tell us the truth. No, they won't. Never. Yeah, but I wanted him to lie about the the present instead of the future. You know, the powers that be don't want that. Yeah, you're right. Thank you, Rob, for the call tonight, man. I do appreciate it. Yeah, they work tremendously hard to make sure that we never have access to the truth. And they keep losing. Yeah, notice how you don't get uh, uh, any sort of a a report card on your government. Right. Right. You know how they're doing, what their output is, what their inputs are, what the the, the financial. Like, even if you just, like, own one share in a company or something like that, you get, like, a report Mm-hmm. quarterly monthly yeah. annually right? yep. you, you get several of them that tell you how they're doing what they're doing and why they're doing it well i'll tell you somebody out there gets a report on what this empire is up to yeah but it's not the the people who are being stolen from on a daily basis via yeah. taxation if you want to join the show you can here the number is 603-283-6160 let's go to the phones caller you're on free talk live what is your name Hey, it's Alan in South Carolina. Hey, Alan, uh, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, I just uh, just came in. I heard uh, the talk about Laura Ingram. Um, I I think that they try too hard to come up with things to talk about on Fox News, you know, because <laughs> they are trying so very hard to um, emphasize any conservative viewpoint. You know, even when somebody says something that's maybe not that outrageous, you know, they're going to go overboard to to contradict it. Well, it's they run out of things to talk about because they're not allowed to talk about the things that are actually worth talking about. So just to clarify, your viewpoint is that uh, independence for various different states, perhaps red states, is uh, is not out is not an outrageous proposal. No, no, I don't think it is. And I think um, I think on the Republican side, they they're kind of missing out there because they they probably should be supporting that a little bit more because. Mm-hmm. When 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 we talk about the big differences between the two major parties, the Democrats are the ones who are more, you know, probably more collectivist, the more against the concept of libertarianism. The Republicans, you know, they they kind of have an opportunity to to line up with that, but when they get too conservative, you know, they just kind of a knee jerk reaction. They lash out against it. Well, the Republicans are only uh, they only sound like they could line up with libertarianism when they're not in power. Well, they always talk about liberty and freedom whenever they're not in power and as soon as they get elected, then all that goes right out the window and it's total tyranny from the Republican side. Well, I find that it doesn't yeah. actually have that much to do whether they're in power or not. It just swings back and forth. So, 20 years ago, the Democrats sounded plenty libertarian when they were talking about ending wars sure. and letting people, you know, decide what goes into their body. They were sounding pretty darn libertarian at the time. And they sure as heck do not sound one iota libertarian now, but the Republicans, now they've found their small government roots and quit talking about expanding and making new wars. Like, you don't have to fight the pitchfork people or the torch people. All you need to do is convince the pitchfork people that the torch people are trying to take their pitchforks. Mm -hmm. That's all you got to do. Divide and conquer. You can remain in power. Absolutely. And I think I think I will say, like, in their defense, I mean, we we do have a guy like Rand Paul, who is he's a Republican, but he's kind of libertarian leaning. And of course, the Ron Paul, you know, so 
there's more potential on the Republican side. It's not perfect, mm, but there now. is more potential. For now. Man, give it 20 yeah. years, it'll be the exact opposite. Mark my words. Hey, uh, did, you call earlier, did you call earlier tonight? Yes, I did. Oh, I took my okay. dogs for a walk, and I came back, and I heard the tail end right. talking about Laurie. We, 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 heard... we didn't catch it, but we generally have a one-call-per-night rule just for future reference. But thank you, man, for the call tonight. I do I do appreciate it. All right, from apologies. Yeah, no, no worries, man. Got to make sure we got room for uh, for other people. And we do. We I, don't. There's nobody else on the lines right now. But I find myself wondering that since... Uh, these uh, douchebags, these politicians are, are attracted to power, that if if there's not a way to uh, sort of speed up uh, secessionist movements by taking advantage of their desire for more power to sort of speed up secession. How? Uh, I don't know, some sort of a pitch about becoming the president of your own state. Mm. Well, I right? mean, it's because a tough if, pitch if, because you're. I, I understand, but like, I'm just wondering. I'm brainstorming here. Yeah. I, I haven't thought this through at all. I'm just launching it as I think about it. But it it, it occurs to me that if that is the incentive that these people have, mm-hmm. right, is is power. Well, then more for them should get them to a point where they are proposing secession themselves. Yeah, I I, I, just, I would love to I'm hear what their response is. If to that, there's a, a way. To like appeal well, to their desire for power to get more decentralization. I think there's sort of this. Uh, uh, it's the same fallacy of like the people who fight for uh, for their corporate overlords because they think to themselves, "Man, if I could, it's possible that maybe I could be a millionaire myself." And then, mm. if I do, I want all this power. So they, uh, at the same time, like, yeah, sure, they would have more power over their state. Right. But no, they, wanna, they want to wield the most powerful force of death that humankind yeah. has so ever the military, devised. The, the Highlander complex kicks in. They're yeah. the only one. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why you see so many of these people who are governors, then that's just for them a stepping stone on the way to their shot at, uh, like you say, controlling the yeah. U.S. military. I mean, doesn't yeah. doesn't yeah. president of Florida sound better than governor of Florida? These yeah. people are I not agree. satisfied just ruling over the U.S. Like, why do you think they're trying to take over China well, and I, Russia? I, I, because I they wa- every power I, yes, addict wants to rule correct. the world. You're absolutely mm-hmm. correct. But at the same time, can't we use that appeal to power to incentivize <laughs> them? I'm just thinking out loud here. Yeah, I don't so, know if it's I don't know how fly. to do that yet. Call us, 603-283-6160. I mean, you'd have to get an audience with them, first of all, and they're not going to talk to you. I don't know, man. It sounds like... uh, I don't know. You tell them you're with Free Talk Live. They're not going to answer the call. (laughs) Well, then I won't do that. All right. It Good sounds like to trying to join a mafia so that you can turn it into a human rights organization. And it just doesn't seem like an effective way to do it. Well, now you're using the libertarian argument against me. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I am. Uh, well, no, I think that I think that you're you're. I'm sorry, the anarchist argument. Attempting to yeah. use evil to do good, and it just never works out. Like you're attempting to use their desire for more power to get them to accept that their power will will be capped at this level. Well, it's not unbelievable to imagine that at some point, some governor who currently exists. You know, the lady from South Dakota or Florida or whatever, uh, you know, maybe they realize that his even, excellency, even though they set their you're talking about Chris Sununu in yeah. New Hampshire, uh, they, you know, even though they would love to set their sights on the highest seat, they know that it's unrealistic. 
I mean, the DeSantis guy sounds like he may be given a shot. But, like, the lady from South Dakota, like, she probably doesn't have the same kind of shot. Uh, Christy Nome, I think, was her name. Yeah. From She was sort of noteworthy because, unlike DeSantis, who was just, he was totally authoritarian and then changed his mind. Mm. She was good on the COVID thing from the word go, from mm. what I understand. So, like, she's got that, like, in her corner, mm-hmm. but it's South Dakota. The odds that she's going to rise to the level of being able to have a shot at uh, the presidency seems kind of unlikely. So maybe at some point one of them will come to the realization that the captain is suggesting here and then they could, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, step out and actually take the position that they would like to actually see independence for for their state. That could happen. Well, I think one of the things that's also very tough about that possibility is that even if they recognize that they themselves may not be on that throne, mm-hmm. they realize that their position as even, you know, the governor of a little state like South Dakota still has massive influence on the person who is wielding the most powerful death machine mankind has ever devised. Mm, so the fact South that Dakota. they have influence that they have, dude, you can get the president's ear. If you are a governor. Yeah, that's probably true. And uh, little uh, little Sununu here in New Hampshire, he certainly thinks he's got a crack at it. He wants mm-hmm. to be the president, and New right. Hampshire's like, you know, 1.3 million people, basically nothing when compared to the rest of the country. Let's continue here uh, with more. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What is your name? This is Dustin. Dustin, you're on the air. Well, time caller, back in the day. Yeah, Dustin. Uh, hey, uh, I told you guys I, I was uh, doing TPO here. I... It takes time, and I've just come up with a brief five outline. Laws of land, Ten Commandments, judges do not do this or courts do not do this, corruption monitoring with a script for service, what? and then a bill of rights. Crunching a stripper service? Stripper service? What? I did not follow one word of that. Yeah, I have no idea what you're trying to say, Dustin. I, I was doing a tea party, and it takes time. And You're in a tea, a tea party. Just because I didn't time. understand. Hold on. Just because I said I didn't understand you didn't mean I didn't hear you. I did hear you. I was able to to hear words coming into my ears, but I was unable to actually comprehend what it was you were intending to communicate. So can you put it in other words? Can you summarize what it is that these five points that you're trying to get out there are all about? Why are you trying to get these points out there, whatever they might be? These people on the and the laws of land, the Constitution is uh, Confucius. It's the, confusing. Uh, I don't know if it's Confucius. The five brief outlined laws of land... Number 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 ten ten commandments. Courts do not do it. <laughs> He's trying. He's really trying. It's, it's not going to work, though, and Dustin. They, um, I'm sorry. Bill Bright. I'm most interested in the part where it sounds like the strippers. He's, he's eating crunch and munch while getting a stripper service or something. And if you pay him I'm enough. I'm most interested in the fact that this word salad is repeatable. Well, I I mean I've been to some strip clubs in my time. Never once did I think to bring crunch and munch. <laughs> it could be done maybe you're missing you know, out man don't be kink shaming thanks for the call tonight dustin i'm sorry we can't Never make heads or tails show. we can't make heads or tails of what you're trying to say so we gotta let you go uh moving on here caller you're on free talk live what's your name this is david calling from kansas david, hey david you're on the air what's on your mind well you know talking about um people wanting to be president wanting you know gosh if, I, if only i could have a some of that power, mm-hmm. I can change 
I can change everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's almost like watching Senator Palpatine. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a movie That's about exactly this, what folks. it's like. You know, I don't think and, they want to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think they want power because they believe they can change everything. They just want to have power so they can do whatever they want, reward their friends, and punish their enemies. Well, but they do want to change it in their favor. I mean, it, the, I mean, to be honest, every single politician looks to have the power so that they can change things to their will. Mm-hmm. You know, they they do it under the auspice of of the greater good. What is the greater good? Define greater good. That's always been my question, is who's greater good? What good right. are you talking about? Who decides? Where is your ethical background? Where is your moral compass at? Yeah, this is always an important question to ask anybody that's that makes the claim that they're doing something for the good of the people or the greater good. It's like, who decides what is the greater good? Well, I do. Why? Because Why? I'm right. <laughs> Turns out I'm just always right about everything. I don't know how I do it, but uh, that's why I should decide. No, no, no. You are not always right. My wife is always right. Come on. There you go. Let's get that's, this right. That's right. Okay? There's you a man that's got his priorities straight. Down. Yeah. Exactly. The, what, what always concerns me, what always concerns me is about power is those who seek it and then those where it's thrust upon. Mm-hmm. Because either way, you're going to get something bad. Sure. To me, in my mind, power really isn't important as cooperation. Okay. Tell me and more about me, that. What do you mean? Well, it's like the, it's like the non-aggression principle. It's like anarchy, the true definition of anarchy. Everyone thinks anarchy is Mad Max beyond the Superdome. Mm-hmm. No. Anarchy, Mad Max is not anarchy. That 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 you know that that was a that was a type of corporatism even if you look at the movie, um, but true cooperation where you believe that there is a non-aggression principle that people, a person, an individual is the most important because an individual is the largest minority group. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Force is and never that individuals as have inherent rights because they are humans. That's right. You have, you have the right to self. You have the right to your property. The right to poor cell service. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, you cut out a little bit. Say again. So, I'm well. I'm getting into a bad area with bad reception. But anyway, the the, the point is the point is if people. Oh man, I lost the point. <laughs> it would have been a good point i know it because you're a well-spoken guy at least in the first part of the call thank you for the call tonight man i appreciate it the the cell phone company got in the way of that one unfortunately uh, just to i think i'll finish his point and yeah go ahead if i'm wrong uh, you know shoot me or whatever he can call back on uh, (laughs) beer talk live Um, right uh, what he was trying to say is if the individual is uh, smallest minority smallest minority then uh, all the power should just be decentralized Equally amongst all individuals. Yeah, wouldn't that be yeah. nice? Well, and, and the word anarchy, all it means is uh, uh, and means no, and arco or archon is ruler, mm-hmm. right? So if you break it down, it just means no ruler. It doesn't mean no rules. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, I think, the point that he was getting at was like, yeah. you know, this voluntarist, completely voluntary society uh, it doesn't have no rules. It just allows you to rule yourself. 
Yeah, and he was right on with control is never as effective as uh, as cooperation. Right. So if people are voluntarily working together, they are infinitely more effective oh, by than far. when they are being coerced into one form or another. And that's why, for example, the USSR failed so mm-hmm. miserably to, say, keep anyone fed or keep itself in existence, is because central planning is way less effective than having a bunch of little brains that actually know right. what's going on in their situations and are all working in the same direction because it helps each of them. Right. The... Uh, the- counterintuitively the best way for a large group of people to work together is everybody to function as individually as possible Mm -hmm. yeah it's absolutely correct i mean so if my organs are to work correctly they have to figure out for themselves when they're not functioning and then let me know right in the same way if i'm going to be a part of a group like i have to i have to keep tabs on myself I have to figure out what I need to function because no one else is going to be as good as I am at figuring out what I need to function. Coming up later tonight, as I mentioned, uh, 1030 Eastern, Beard Talk Live will be happening. And so it's open phones with the bearded hosts of Free Talk Live and uh, no FCC to get in the way of whatever the content would be. You know what? There was a different topic tonight, uh, Captain, that you brought in regarding AIDS being cured. Is this a real story? Because I, I remember when I grew up, they said AIDS was completely incurable. It could not ever be cured or something like that. And it's not the right. South Park uh, version of the cure either, where you just throw a bunch of money at it. <laughs> uh, this from uh, ABC7.com. Fifth person confirmed to be cured of HIV. Huh. Researchers are announcing that a 53-year-old man in Germany has been cured of HIV. Referred to as the Dusseldorf patient to protect his privacy, researchers said he is the fifth confirmed case of an HIV cure. Although the details of his successful treatment were first announced at a conference in 2019, researchers could not confirm he had been officially cured at the time. Hmm. Uh, Today, researchers announced the Dusseldorf patient still has no detectable virus in his body even after stopping his HIV medication four years ago. So just to be clear, he is cured of HIV, correct? Is that right? Is that what you're saying? That is what the article is saying. Because HIV becomes AIDS at right, some point. Right, if, right. That's right. the theory. Yeah. Okay. If it's not treated, it becomes AIDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, the article goes on to say it's really a cure. It's not just, you know, long-term remission, mm-hmm. said Dr. Bjorn Eric Ole Jensen who presented details of the case to a new publication in Nature Medicine. This obviously positive symbol makes hope, but there's a lot of work to do, Jensen said. For most, pe- for most people, HIV is a, long, a lifelong infection, and the virus is never fully eradicated thanks to modern medication. People with HIV can live long and healthy lives. I think somebody recently said they uh, live past 70 mm-hmm. with HIV these days. Yeah, isn't Magic Johnson still kicking? Uh, last I don't I know, heard. but like, anyway, wait. he definitely lived for a very long time. And way to live up to his name, right? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you're going to be that guy and catch AIDS and live a long life, mm-hmm. your name should be Magic Johnson. Yeah, and just to saying. to acquire a sexually transmitted disease, you know, Magic <laughs> Johnson. Now, what shocks me about this? <laughs> He's 63, by the way. He's still uh, what shocks me about this is I have not heard a story of anyone being cured of anything. I thought this that was legally person. impossible. The Dusseldorf patient joins a small group of people who have been cured under extreme circumstances after a stem cell transplant typically only performed in cancer patients who don't have any other options. 
A stem cell transplant is a high-risk procedure that effectively replaces the person's immune system. The primary goal is to cure someone's cancer, but the procedure has also led to an HIV cure in this handful of cases. HIV, huh. or human, human immunodeficiency virus, enters and destroys the cells of the immune system. Without treatment, the continued damage can lead to AIDS or acquired immunodeficiency syndrome, where a person cannot fight even a small infection. So it was stem cell technology that led to this? Stem cell uh, therapy that literally replaces your immune system. So huh. they, they suck out your immune your system immune, immune and system replace it. was with, bad, with, so we're just going to replace it. Yeah. Okay. Huh. And, I mean, it sounds like an oil change, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, Freshen that thing up. I'm simplifying, of course. Might be closer to like do. a radiator flush and fill. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, but seriously, when was the last time you heard of anyone being cured of I, anything? Like, legally speaking, like vitamin C does not cure vitamin C deficiency. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. So, like, I haven't heard of a cure for anything in a very long time, let alone HIV. And we've talked a, a long time here on Free Talk Live about how, like... The pharma industry would much rather make lifelong customers right. than cure a thing. Right. Yeah. Well, this wasn't a pharma company that was doing this, right? This was some other. I think they accidentally uh. discovered this by treating cancer. Well, a lot of things are discovered accidentally. Man, we thought we could, we could keep you on the line for more treatments. Out of time for the radio version of Free Talk Live, but Beard Talk Live comes up at 10:30 Eastern. You can join these guys on our video streaming channel Odyssey. It's over at video.freetalklive.com and watch.freetalklive.com. Some of you have wanted to support Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but don't want to support Patreon. Now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for $5 per month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable members-only chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today.